welcome to Fur What It's Worth. An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Well, this is it. We've made it to the end of yet another season. And to help you relive the crack memories, here are your two fools, Rue and Tugs. Welcome, everybody. How are you doing today? Like everyone is going to answer you. The entire internet just shouted at their radios and no one heard it. Oh, come on. I can hear it. I can hear it right now in that's, my heart. That's your queen. So right now, wherever you are, wherever, if it's like in your house, in the toilet, on the bus station, cry on, out and say on the bus station. hello back and say, hi, Rue. Do you ride on the bus? I ride in the bus. But you wait on the bus station. (laughs) You're a dork. You're a dick. Just kidding. (laughs) Welcome to the end of the season. Woo! Well, we have our guest. He's with us. We'll introduce him in a minute. Uh, Well, I'll I'll just do it. Rue, what have you been up to? Well... I have been up to some crazy, crazy stuff. I've been trying um, a few new things. Um, it's been a while since I've um, been into role playing, but I've been—I tried this new site, which honestly is kind of a really weird site. It's basically like Russian roulette of, um, you know, role playing and just getting random people. So it's kind of really, really weird. But you basically do role playing with that but um and then i opened a i finally gave in to my dark desires and opened up a a dark twitter account woo where i post dark pictures of velvet cookies yeah dark velvet cookies. why would you announce that is that supposed to be like a private thing why do you, i'm not what sure possesses you to announce that because i'm not cutting it this is people are listening to this this is it just made it i don't know i guess i'm just trying to be a little bit more open about myself instead of like fearing what people will think of me and stuff like that. So, you know, there you go. There's, there's me world. There you go. So, Oh yeah. (laughs) Tugs. What are you being up to? Nothing. Nothing. Literally. I have spent the entire week getting ready for the show and working. This is really what I've done. Well, you actually posted on here, hell if I know, life is boring. That's really, I don't have anything to share. <laughs> I, I've spent, every, like every night this week almost, I spent cutting audio for this. So that's what I've been doing. I've been up to this episode for days. Well, it's okay though. It was, this episode is, is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, those reality TV shows when they have this episode that's just about like recapping the episode no, and you usually skip over th- it. And this just, is... This is what's called a clip show, and I hate clip shows. I really do, which is why I very carefully do them. Um, I think this is the only clip show that I'm okay with, but not because I'm in it or anything, but because because it's fun to see all this stuff we've done. Because this, this season started a year ago. It's been a full year. Uh, we're not like a cheesy sitcom where, oh, my friends are going off the air. Let's watch Joey go get effed in the A some more or something, you know? <laughs> Uh, no, this is like we had a good time, so let's have a little party. Uh, so that's just what it is. But I think it's this. It is. He's only half eight. It's Ruse Kooky Time. Well, today's um, lovely, lovely, lovely fortune cookie reads, Perhaps you've been focusing too much on yourself. 
in bed with a cookie. That's that's a real... You show me the picture. Why are you reading? I have to ask you. We have the metal cookie sitting right there. Yes. And you don't use it. Like, is it just a decorative cookie now? Like, it's, it's here, though. The metal cookie. Do we need cookie? to buy you more fortunes? Yes. Okay, start sending fortunes to the show box. We want the real thing. Like, go eat... Everyone go to Panda Express tonight. We'll see how many are the same. You know, I think that that would be a great thing for you guys to show... Ascend to our Twitter. No. So, no. Has yeah. To mail us. Because we won't... Because we'll, we might miss it on Twitter. I guess that's true. Mail so send us. it to... P.O. Box, blah, 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 blah. Go to the site, guys. Send to Rua for what it's worth. Oh, here's, what, here's what I've been up to. I just put like five splinters in my foot, and my foot is hurting so bad right now. Do I need to, <laughs> I'm like... finding more. No, I just shifted my foot, and I'm finding more splinters, but that's not important. What's important is this. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I didn't cut that. All right. So we're, we hope you enjoyed your potty break. Uh, we originally had two guests, but we are going to shame one of them because they are not here. We don't know why. Thanks, Charm. But the other person is... <laughs> You're horrible. I... You're calling him out on our show? That's... I know the guy. I know the guy. Well, after all, we did call out Dragonair. This yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but we do have uh, one of your favorites coming back. In fact... He was on the most popular episode we've done in a long time. Like, it's crazy how popular that episode is. So, we have, once again, from Seattle, the infamous Morphe. Hey, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> Yay, Morphe! <laughs> the whole internet's like, we're good! How does that make oh, you yeah. feel to know that your episode was the most popular episode out of all the episodes that we did last year? Uh, it's a little surprising, actually. I didn't think it be You're, like that so you've grown goes. up four times the rate of a normal episodes listener growth rate i don't know maybe people i guess i guess yeah i guess that shows people enjoyed it yeah yeah so um there are people who are just tuning in for the first time ever uh first of all welcome second of all you're late and third of all tell them what you are species wise uh i'm a tiger uh, that's about it pretty normal orange and black <laughs> I have no imagination whatsoever. No, you do. Um, what episode were you on? Uh, see, it was the uh, episode all about baby furs. Awesome. I, I don't remember the episode number. I'm, uh, I'm not it's that okay. smart. It, you're one of those people. Sorry, and did you say where you were from already? I did. I did. Oh, Twitter. okay. Yeah. All right. So we've uh, we invited you, Morphe, to sit here with us and uh, be a goob while we play favorite things of the season. So um, just uh, as a heads up, this is what we're going to do, audience. We're going to talk about the clip ahead of time, introduce it, we'll play it, and then we'll come back and see what Morphe has to say about our idiocy. Because you do listen to the show for real now, right? Yeah, I have. Okay, good. So he'll actually sort of have a vague idea, which I, I think is a good idea. I'm glad. You know, it's like a Sesame Street bun. Instead, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what? Okay, what? so that didn't make any sense. <laughs> and I agreed to that. That's terrible. That's the kind of stuff we do. On oh show. my gosh. Oh wait, wait. Actually, before I play the first clip, I think there's two things we need to do, and I'm going to do them first instead of last because we want them to know they're not afterthoughts. But um, w this season had a lot of things happen, and it and Rue and I, because we're the voices 
um, it's easy for our supporting people to not get any attention. But I think it's important that we both thank Fire Breath and we thank Koru for doing what they do because the show would not exist without either of them. I think that they both deserve a clap. clap. Okay. One, two, three. Woo! Now I need penicillin. You need penicillin? Penicillin. So do you have any words you'd like to say about the season, Corey, before I actually get into the other stuff? It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay! It was fun. It's just very, very, very poignant. Very poignant, we'll say. So let's 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 get into this. So we had a lot of things happen this season. Like we started off the season really, really crazy. We started off by interviewing a bunch of celebrities. We went to Comic Con. We had a lot of specials. I mean, when I was cutting the audio, I went back and I realized, oh my god, we have so much stuff we did. And I actually feel a lot better because I was walking out of the season going, it was kind of meh. It was alright, you know. But uh, I think we. We had some really good episodes this season. We did. So we had three specials, even though there are four numbered specials. There are three actual specials, because I don't know how to number things. And there are 20 regular episodes. (laughs) And at one point, I'd like to point out, Firebreath came to me and said, are you sure this is special three? And I go, well, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? He's like, okay. And I was like, because he's Canadian and didn't want to push it and be polite. We actually (laughs) don't have a special two. Oh man, I felt I felt real smart when I found that out. Let me tell you. I should push that button, shouldn't I? Yes. Okay. Do it to yourself. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's you. time for a tug's mistake. <laughs> wow. There always needs to be Tug's mistakes. I know. I'm the one that always makes the mistakes. Yep. All right. Well, let's start off the season with this. Uh, The first thing that we have every season is we have a lot of banter where Rue and I just kind of give each other all stuff. So here we go. And then. What? These favorite moments are brought to you by Cookies. So some other some things that I've been up to is me and my lovely um, second is currently moving. Yay! Second, second, second. Boyfriend? You call him your second? Whatever. What? Shut up. My second. You know, my other half. Ah, shut up. Second is underling. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Can we kill this music? No, it's beautiful. Continue. (laughs) What about the sexual side of things? (laughs) <laughs> I'm okay to talk about it if you guys are. I think you we guys, should take a break first. You guys invited me into this. Because <laughs> there is, there's like a, there's a world, right? I mean, that's there a, is a world. So what we're going to do is we're going to... You don't talk about it? No, Fine. we no, will we talk will. about we it. Will. But we're going to go to break. Um, Wolfie wrote us, and I am not going to tell you the background of it till I open it, but there's a small white envelope. It's padded. Yeah, that's cool. So, thank you, Wolfie. So, go ahead and open it's like yours. The last bullpen ever. I'm trying to. Okay. Again, opening plastic bags should be like an Olympic sport. Okay, Rue, did you open yours? No, I was eating my cookie. <laughs> use your teeth. Okay. I can't use my teeth. <laughs> Rue used his teeth. Aww, I got a mini. Aww, you got a mini pen. It's tiny. Mm hmm. Oh no, that not that kind of many bad puns. Ha, 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 ha. 
And Corey, what did you get? Oh, I don't know. I'm still trying to open this damn thing. Hold on. <laughs> He's, got- knife. <laughs> He's going to get the studio knife. We have a studio knife? This has got to be destiny that I got this pen. What is it, my little pony pen? Why are you laughing so hard? Oh, I'm dying over here. Oh my god, I can like feel pins in my lungs. Wolfie. I love you so much. You just made the end of season right there. If I remember. I am so thrilled you gave Koru this pin. It was chance. It was not. It was destiny. <laughs> Ruth still doesn't know what it is. No, I don't. I got Donald Duck. Yay! Woo! That's the best one for you! Which the inside joke is that, (laughs) yes, I sometimes do have an extremely bad temper, and I do tend to Donald sometimes, and it's even Tug's ringtone for me is Donald's theme song, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, lawyer's got involved. Whoops. Whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> no one but Corey Fox. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it so much, Wolfie. You, you are the best. You should wear that with pride, though. Because I'm the, going to. Like, Donald is awesome. Donald yeah. is cool. I like Donald. Donald? He's a sailor. Look at some sailors. So, hey, Tugs, what's up with Brenda? Seriously, what's up with Brenda? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much of that you actually familiar with Morphe, but how much are you familiar with it? Uh, I remember quite a few of those uh, little moments. Uh, <laughs> the the whole pen opening is definitely memorable. Do you still have that pen? Yeah, it's on my shelf. Are you, do you wear it with pride? It's displayed. <laughs> that, I, don't, I don't get a lot of chances to really wear pins. That moment where you're like, can we turn off this music? No, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's beautiful. Continue. No, no, continue. You know, I want to say that over here, I'm like, I'm kind of tearing up a little bit. Why? Because it just, you know, it's been a journey. You know, we've gone through a lot this last year and, you know, just looking back and looking at back on these little moments just you know just kind of gets the show's important to us okay we love we love you guys we really do and so you know thinking back on these things it just makes me kind of a little bit you know tear from happiness yeah sentimental sentimental. so good good speaking of things that are sentimental so this we do the show, and occasionally we get some really high-profile guests, which I talked about in the last season recap. So we get someone like like Margaret Cho or Pat Cashman or whatever, or occasionally we get the Ringmaster. Um, and then we started off the season, and I got to talk to people, uh, and I said in the episode that I never thought I'd even get to see in person, let alone talk to, in my life. There's just, you know, everyone has that short list. You know, like, yep. you, there's, I, for, I'm sure in the 90s, I want to meet Michael Jordan, and or I want to meet this person. And I was like, well, I'm, which, I'm weird. Which I remember that yours is um, the I Dream of Genie Lady, right? The I Dream of Genie Lady. Proud <laughs> of you. Barbara Eden. You're welcome. Bar- Barbara Eden. <laughs> Barbara Eden. Uh, and so I've always wondered, so Morphe, would, what is it when, you, how do you react when you hear us go out and we, and we talk to these people? Uh, it's always kind of nice that you can, you can first get these guests to, uh, 
to do an interview or talk to for a little bit. So that's always neat. Uh, I'm not. D- does it tickle your? <laughs> does it tickle you in that special place when you hear them talk uh, about furries? <laughs> Uh, not not really. I'm not really too big on on uh, famous people. I don't really keep track of them too much, and so right. It's just like, oh, that's kind of a neat surprise, but it's not something that I go out of my way to look for. Gotcha. Well, this one's a bit of a longer recap, but we have the three big interviews. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, we say big interviews, but the thing is, is everyone gets treated the same on the show, and I think that's one of the nice things we do. So it doesn't matter if you're Barbara Eden, or in this case, Morphe, or if you're a hobo we actually let into the house off the street like Alex. Yeah. The point is, everyone gets treated the same, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, and so here are the the quote unquote big ones, but these are the ones you might recognize the people on. So, without further ado, I will push buttons. And now for what it's worth, favorite moments. All right, sorry, everyone. So. This is Tugs. I'm here at Comic Con, and I am sitting with, well, standing with Barbara Eden of Internet and Television Fame, and so she's just agreed to share a few moments with us here. Well, uh, she's got some fans here in line, so we'll make it quick. Uh, first question for you is: uh, Is this your first time to Salt Lake, and how is it treating you? Uh, no, this is not my first time to Salt Lake, but it's been many years, and it's been treating me beautifully. Wonderful, and so we're, we, uh, our podcast is based on people who create their own characters, and they're usually animal-based, so if you could be any animal, walk around, talk with people, have fun, what animal would that be? I would be a Labradoodle. <laughs> and why a Labradoodle? Because I love them, and I have one, and uh, they have expressions just like humans, and my dog, my dog watches television, and he hears the music and he understands it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right, great. Well, um, if this one's not all right, no problem. Can we actually, instead of a four questions, have you say, this is Barbara Eden and you're listening to For What It's Worth. This is Tugs. I'm here at Comic Con with everyone has shown up. Hi, Rue. Hi, Rue. And we're here with Jason David Frank, who's he's been in everything, but mostly Power Rangers, right? Yep. And he's just uh, agreed to share a few minutes with us here. So, first question for you is How's Salt Lake treating you? Is this your first time? I was here in April and I uh, had a pretty bad case of uh, altitude sickness, man. So, it was miserable. I had to like get IVs and oxygen. So, I decided that uh, to take altitude medicine before I came, so I'm actually having a good time. Yesterday was my birthday, so me and my wife went to, we came here and did the Q&A, and then we went to fly in the iFly tunnels, and we shot the last episode of my reality show here yesterday uh, for My Morphin Life, and uh, it was good. It was, it was a good, now I'm having a, I feel good. Sweet. So this reality show is My Morphin Life? And I like metal. <laughs> and I like metal. <laughs> So what's this reality show? Give us it in a nutshell. Um, well, it's uh, short, so it's eight minutes. Good for retention span. People like me, so it's not too long. 
it's not all drama screaming all crazy it's it's around content we skydive we're base jumping my wife fights in season number one everything's based on content stuff really exciting adventures and uh, it's just fun and I keep it fun and safe for kids and adults so uh, I broke the world record skydiving breaking boards and my wife base jumped off a bridge and she fought in Thailand we just got it's just a fun show to watch man we did a 12 episode season one and we just shot our 12th episode here so season two will be released on con TV uh, it's a new network it's gonna be released in January awesome so like I said we're from the furry community so we have characters we make up that are walking talking animals kind of like from Disney movies and whatnot so if you had to make a furry character what animal would it be and why I would probably make a tiger, a white tiger animal because of my white tiger Zord power. You're really into that. From being the white, well, that one caught me off guard, so I had to think fast. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to sit here and think, uh, so I had to think fast, so I was just thinking, yes, tiger. All right. I, I see the furries at the cons, and I know, I'm always wondering who is in there. That's the first thing I'm wondering. Is it a man? Is it a woman? And are they sweating to death? Because a yes, lot of the cons yes. are in the summertime, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's no air conditioning going on in there. But I, I, do, I don't know much about the furries whatsoever, except uh, the few that I've met. And um, I'm kind of awestruck because I'm not sure if you are actually making your own costumes. Um, but it's a, it's a whole culture, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so I don't know much. I do. I, I make my own. Do you? Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. There, there are a group of people, um, just like, you know, there's artists out there that are known in particular fandoms that do that full time. Some people will do it as a hobby. Um, I have no sewing skills whatsoever, so um, I had a suit and I retired it since, but um, that I had him do. <laughs> well, sorry, him. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, there, there, there are people who have gotten to professional levels. Um, there's a few people in Asia who used to do it or still do it professionally mm -hmm, for movie mm -hmm. studios and stuff, but they do it on the side as well. Are we able to ask how much one of those goes for? Yeah, of course. Uh, what is we the had cost a re of recent auction finish at what was it, seven thousand dollars? That's oh, really high, though. That that's is pretty really high. high. Wow, uh, that's but an uh, a typical first suit right now, a really high quality one is about three thousand dollars, and it can wow. it can vary fifteen hundred yeah. to three thousand dollars. Um, depending but, on the height too, right? Yeah, depending on yeah, <laughs> mine, mine's really height. expensive because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to use all the. There's a lot of the world on me, but uh, yeah, but spikes that could be like what 750? Yeah, at least, yeah, just little. You got the claws though, like the claws are tricky, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, there's all sorts of I see all sorts of different attempts at claws because there's all sorts of different variations on oh, yeah, and like the mechanism that makes the fire blow out of his mouth that's probably four grand, right? At least, yeah, <laughs> the fire marshal really gets honest about that, right? Though. right. <laughs> um. <laughs> So have you had any interactions with any furries in the past, um, other than maybe right now? Well, just at the cons, yeah. I mean, I'm always fascinated by them, so I like to take the odd photo with them, but not in any further depth than that, pretty much. At the conventions, I see them, and I love to take the photos and, <laughs> yeah, and hug well, you guys. <laughs> like, you're fluffy. I told you you're fluffy. <laughs> so uh, is there any other one thing you wish you knew about furries? You can ask anything, anything. Well, I, I, I mean, I... I I think you've answered some of my questions because what I'm thinking about is how you survive in the heat. <laughs> I really do. Like you're in there for a long period of time, I would think. Uh, we have we have a 
lounges, fursuit lounges uh, at cons where we'll go out and be a character for like, an hour or two, hopefully not, not much longer than that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's their choice. And we come back in and we'll take off a head and plop down in front of a huge fan and cool off. How and then go you, back out and do it again. Okay, I'm asking the ultimate question. Okay. How do you wash those things? Oh, Tell me you do. Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the heads, uh, most of the heads have to be washed separately, but most of the other gear can just be, depending on the suit and the construction, can be just thrown in a washer and just wool light and go. Well, do, do you do it on a regular cycle or a light cycle? I do it on a light cycle just to be a little overly safe, but it really depends on on yeah. the construction. Some of the heads, because wow. of the foam and the glue, yeah. uh, you alcohol and, and stuff like that, because you can't you know jostle it around too much. But is it toxic you, in there? <laughs> Hopefully not. You need uh, ventilation. It depends who's wearing the suit, I suppose. But most of the time, it's it's other than you know the obvious. I meant from the glue, not from the person. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the toxic glue might ex- explain the behavior of some of us. Uh, right, right. <laughs> well, it's admirable because you guys do an awesome job, and they they look very professional. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There there are some suits that have built-in cooling systems. Like there are going to be fans uh, inside wow. of the heads. And another wow. popular thing is uh, just cool suits. Basically, it's a vest mm-hmm. um, that you can put into the refrigerator or even the freezer, and you just have these cold packs. Wow, that like is a gel? against your body. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. We had some amazing people. So, the question for our audience playing at home, which is in this case you, Morphe, who was the third guest? Uh, let's see, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but it was uh, when you guys went to the uh, to the pony convention, if I remember correctly. Yeah, didn't you get all excited about that? You're a big brony. No. <laughs> 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 we, we, ha- we have our one brony on staff. We actually know Firebrush a big old brony, too, though. Yeah. So we have two, so we're like half and half, right? Yeah, I actually, I, I struggled with cutting those because... I really like hearing Spike ask about first stuff. It was cute. It, it's diabetes, right? Uh, it does. It gives me <laughs> it diabetes. diabetes. Like, I'm not a brony either. Well, you? come on. Come on. You are a little bit of a brony. Not it, even a little bit, dude. No. No. No, 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 no. Being no, no, okay no, no, one no. character does not make you a fan of a show. Spike He's a brony for like, Spike. Yeah, you're a brony for Spike. I think that the word okay, brony you're, you're wouldn't apply. <laughs> Okay. No, I have a soft spot for Spike, but that's because Kathy also did something very personal for me as a favor. Um, so, you know, I mean, if someone's going to do that, you got to beat him halfway, which I think is fair. But no, I'm not like watching the show or getting into it or anything. I know enough about the brony fandom to to be dangerous. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. use them to better our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Hey, we're ouch. honest. We're now, honest. The, now the truth comes out. Well, speaking of things coming out, we have Retro's email that came out. Yes, Retro emailed to us, and he said, Dear Three Musketeers of For What It's Worth. And Morphe. Well, isn't it Four Musketeers? I am and a Fire Breath. Yeah, you're the third Musketeer, though, Koru. Okay. So, congrats on making it to the end of the fourth season of For What It's Worth, guys. I had a blast listening to all the episodes um, this fourth season. My favorite episode being the out, outer um, asking questions, the Mersuit and the Gray Muzzle episode. There are many moments I liked, like the baby furs pretending to be Dragonair in the fake interview. But my favorite is Rue trying to sing all metal like with to the Splatoon music. Rue, 
should, uh, sorry, Rue should pursue his dream to become a metal musician artist with Tug on Tugs on bass, Koru on the drums, and Firebreath as the manager. <clears throat> Anyways, I hope you'll all have a nice break from podcasting. Cheers, Retro. P.S. What's with the get get them a toaster line that Rue keeps on saying? Is it a reference to a TV show or something? The thought of it is killing me. You know what it means, Rue. I know what it means. Does anyone else? Well, Corey knows what it means. Morphe, you know what it means. No, I have no idea. Okay. Here's the origin of the get a toaster thing. Or do you want to say, Rue? Go ahead. Okay. It used to be back before the days of the internet, so 1991 and before, that... Uh, when you signed up for a bank account at a bank and became a member, you, you get, get a, a toaster. toaster. So that's a, you know, it's a referral thing. You you sign up for it, you get a toaster. Now they give you a plushie. Now they give you a piggy bank. Really? Yeah, and I like, don't go spend it. If it's like if it's like Wells, if it's like Wells Fargo, they'll give you like a great big huge like horse or something like that. A horse? Like a horse <laughs> plush? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think a, a few years ago, I remember seeing a commercial for banks and they'd give like a coffee machine out or something i was like well that's wow they're really uh they're really digging deep there (laughs) (laughs) digging deep is the name of the game on that one for sure so what do you think about the email that you know retro saying that do you remember that interview that we did with you guys on the baby fur episode with dragon oh yeah yeah, I can't. Yeah, of course I remember that. I can't forget it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's stuck in my mind. So, Dragoneer, how how are things going nowadays with... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, he mentioned Screamo. And so I was like, yeah, we do do musical things. Now, I have to share this. It's been a few seasons, so I think it's okay for me to share something that's kind of been hidden in front of everyone who listens to the show the entire time. But... Uh, it's no secret that I do the editing for the show, right? Uh, normally, I do an okay job. You don't hear all my screw-ups. Sometimes I screw it up. But part of the job means that I have to pick out music. Now, um, we started off and we actually bought a license to use a whole bunch of music that was you know, real music that you hear out there on the radio and stuff. And that was cool. And then we decided, you know what? That's a lot of money. We should spend it on things like equipment. So we switched. But the thing is, is if you listen to the soundtrack on the show, it often is some kind of an inside joke. <laughs> Um, now everyone's going to go back and start listening to the soundtrack pieces, but like the music choices, sometimes it's the title of the song. Sometimes it's what the song is about. Um, sometimes it's the way the song is played. It, it, it's, it should be pretty obvious that it's connected to something happening in the foreground. Tugs has fun editing. I show. do have fun with the soundtrack. It's, it's like a little piece of art with but, you editing. But we had one time this season where the music change wasn't very subtle. And we actually, for BLFC, did a full-on different kind of opening. And we... We normally always play the full-length song of Cloudfields, which is our theme song, on the air. Um, or we play the full version at the show and do the short version on the air. It's the version you always hear. But for BLFC, there was stuff, so we played a different version of it. So here's what the different version is. T-minus two minutes and counting to for what it's worth live.
First seaters make it so much better. <laughs> the question people have asked me, and I don't know if you've gotten this, Teru, they ask, is that really fire breath? That's not fire breath. No, it's somebody else. It's somebody else. Yeah. It is also it is also not the gentleman who does our old timey ads. He does a, he did a really, really amazing job. Were you at BLFC, weren't you, Morphe? Yes, I was. Did you go to this? Oh, yeah, I was there. I don't remember. Here's the thing. We get really? up there. You get up there and you look at the audience and your eyes just go, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, and Not at that particular point, we were having so many audio problems. <laughs> and we were like an hour, like a half an hour late or something like that. And we were like, our hearts were like racing and stuff like that. That's what happens when I'm not there. <sighs> I tell you, we need you. So, we needed you. I, so did you enjoy the live show? Well, tell, tell us your thoughts. Did it suck? Because if it sucked, it sucked. Uh, no, no, it didn't suck. It was it was a pretty good show. Uh, it could have been better. <laughs> it's okay I mean, if you say that. Any uh-huh. show could be better. I mean, you're always striving to do do better than the last one, and it was good fun. I don't believe you can't remember me being there since I was like called up on stage and everything. So that kind of wow. You know, no, wow. okay, you know, okay, kind of hurts in the feels. Then. Oh wow. no, but it's not like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Here's the thing, okay? So I went to a Lady Gaga concert once. And I don't, and I went deaf and lost some of my hearing. But I was waiting, and I was looking up. Kate, well, what do they do in a dressing? room? I've never known what you do in a dressing room, right? Like, what do you do? Just like touch yourself, get dressed, you just hang out, right? Right, you just <laughs> hang out. But the really big people have writers, which means that you will do these things in my dressing room. Um, and Lady Gaga's is like she eats two Cornish game hens and has like four Red Bulls before she does a show. Wow. And I'm saying, who eats two Cornish game hens and a, and a Red Bull? Um, and then we started doing live shows. And I realized I am so exhausted after these things. I usually chug one or two Red Bulls before we do a live show because it is gone. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely energy. Yeah, and, and then after the show, I'm just like, "Can I go take a nap?" You did. What you want to go fursuiting? Ah, uh, I think I'm gonna go sleep. So it, it and you're up there and you're managing. I, I mean, we didn't have chorus, so I was managing getting the levels right, which was already distracting. Um, I'm trying not to trip over the the long cord with my busted microphone, which is in the shop, by the way. Remember, it busted at the microphone at the show. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a nice looking microphone. Your Bob too. Barker. My Bob Barker. I know it's still in the factory. I sent it back because it's under warranty. Bless, bless its little heart. It's, it's taking a long heart. time. I know. Sad. Um, cry. So, and then I'm trying to keep track of who I've, I've I've asked questions to and who I haven't, and Rue's trying to manage, you know, people on the other side of the stage. And, and then so, you're trying to like. Check the levels, and it was like I felt like I was hosting the show by myself. <laughs> so I didn't forget you on purpose. I promise. The whole thing is a huge blur. And the biggest thing I remember is this opening piece. I really don't even really remember that show. It just we have the audio, and that's pretty much all that I can. Rem- you know, all that I remember. I have. You know, I tried to grab the audio where we gave the mom, 
the trophy, the cool mom. Uh-huh. Uh, I couldn't, I didn't have time to get it, but I do remember we gave that trophy away. She was amazing. I do remember that. Did you want a trophy, Morphe? Do I need to send you a trophy? No, it's okay. You don't want a trophy? <laughs> well, so there's other things we did, and I'm trying to find out where this is, um, where we have other musical moments on the show, like this one. favorite moment starts now. Let's get the background music going again. Anyway, so... <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Please, no! You are such... So so this topic is Nintendo's colossal fuck-ups. <laughs> no! to <laughs> find? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so tell people what you're ranting about. Ah. Do I need to? Do yes. I need to say anything? Yes, you do. They're <laughs> listening to it right now. What? Well, what's your problem with it? I didn't ask. I like cookies. Raw, 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 raw. Oh, I think you're onto something. <laughs> oh, there you go. Rue's latest single, Screamo. I'm Fox Amour. I'm a musician in the fandom that's been going for roughly uh, about 10 years or so. Um, I've been going to the conventions the last three years. Um, I'm a professional musician. I play piano. I can sing. I can uh, play a wee bit of guitar as well. Um, I recently did a, a fundraiser uh, called Come Find Me, which was a, a fundraiser to record my last album at Abbey Road Studios uh, with the English Chamber Orchestra. And uh, I did that last year. And uh, that was backed by the, the furry fandom. So if Anyone who's there listening to that and support the project, thank you so much. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Now, I I know what Abbey Road Studios is, and it has obviously a storied history. But I just have to ask you: mm-hmm. Is it? I imagine it's like just an empty building with a lot of dust inside and some microphones. That's not really what it is. So, what not is it like inside? Yeah, not not really. But at the same time, I mean, they've managed to preserve a lot of the history. You still actually see a lot of the ornaments and objects in there that have been there, like. Like even before the Beatles recorded there, I mean they've they've got like some of the original microphones from like some of the guys from like that came over in the fifties. They have like all the original uh, mics and amps that the Beatles used. They still actually use them in production. I mean when we were there last year, uh, the guitarist on the album he was playing through one of George Harrison's microphone as as his microphones and his amp. And be him being like a massive Beatles fan, you should have seen his face. He was practically squeeing so loud you could hear it on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's that, that. Don't worry about what that sound is. This is part of the track. <laughs> um, actually, it's funny actually because obviously when you record an album, you get to you get so many like outtakes and like takes that you have to do again because of whatever different reasons. Sometimes a musician will make a mistake. Um, sometimes they'll they'll make a mistake and you'll actually hear them swear like before they the sound engineer manages to cut them off. I've actually got like a, a hard drive uh, back home that has all those files and I do plan one day just to actually get that out and be brave and listen to it all and maybe put like an outtakes reel of it together or something. Wait, wait, we're doing this thing? We're ending. Why? Oh, are, are we doing anything else? Is there uh, anything else in housekeeping? Uh, hold, hold it, hold it. <laughs> one second, please. We need our, we need our theme. <sighs> No! <laughs> this has been for what it's worth. This is rude. All right, now you can do it. <laughs> this is tugs. And this is a click. And this has been for, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth. <laughs>
<laughs> oh no, 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 but I don't know. Coming from you to my ears, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking this and let's get in your car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is with the car line? I don't know. When you isn't isn't with Screamo, you just come up with anything that pops into your mind. I don't know. Ask the Screamo no. guy. Who's the Screamo guy? Our guest. Oh, you do Screamo? I'm sorry, I make fun of you. <laughs> Wherefore are you muted? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Why did you do Screamo? Uh, no. Why? Uh. <clears throat> well. Come okay, on. I have listened to it a little bit, but I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> then how do you listen to it? You have to know something about. Anyway, please critique Rue's upcoming album. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I think it'll uh, it'll go platinum. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any input on this, Koru? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> don't break my heart. That's my dream. I want to be the best screamo musician that ever. no one ever was. Yeah, basically. Can you imagine a screamo version of that song? <laughs> it's it's got to exist. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's let's have some space news. How's that? Let's go to our first break. We'll do a little space news, and then we'll come back and do some more of this thing. Awesome. Alien Frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Thursday, August 13th, here are your space headlines. NASA is running hot-fire tests of its modified RS-25 engines in preparation for construction of the SLS. Uh, they did two tests this week. One of them was earlier today, and the other one was uh, the day before down in the Stennis Space Center in Mississippi. Yesterday's was the sixth test, and the engine burned for f- uh, 535 seconds. The burn tested a shorter liquid hydrogen chill cycle than the shuttle, and a faster spool-up of the liquid oxygen pumps than would be normal. And what that means is, it burns so hot that in order to keep the nozzle from melting, they actually cycle the liquid oxygen across the surface of the of the, uh, the nozzle along the outside to chill it down. This also warms the liquid hydrogen so that it doesn't have quite as far to go to ignite when it actually gets to the, the ignition chamber. They also tested to see how it would perform when they ramped it up to 109% rated capacity since that's what they're expecting they'll uh, be using it for on the SLS. There are 16 RS-25 engines in NASA's inventory, 14 of which have previously flown on as uh, SSMEs, that's Space Shuttle Main Engines. Uh, They're among the most reliable liquid fuel engines ever built. They're expected to perform more test burns in in the coming weeks and months, and this is to make sure all the engines are performing as expected the way they want them to with the modified hardware, because the way it fits into the SLS versus the way it fit into the space shuttle, it's all a little bit different, so the parts have to be moved around and reconfigured and they have uh, new materials that they want to use so it's it's all being updated and changed a little bit they want to make sure it works just right expect to hear more about this in the future recently astronauts aboard the iss performed a first in human history they ate food grown entirely on orbit what they ate was red romaine lettuce and it was planted by astronaut steve swanson back in may of 2014 and earlier this week they had the first harvest 
since it's a weightless environment, soil would just end up floating away. So what they did was they planted the seeds in these sort of pillows and fed it water and nutrients in a way not too dissimilar to hydroponics. They used uh, red and blue lights to uh, assist in the plant growth, and then they used a green light to make it look more uh, appealing to humans. All samples that aren't eaten will be returned to Earth to be examined to see how they endured zero gravity, just, com just to compare. Uh, but we're finding is it suggests that other fresh fruits and vegetables could be grown in orbit, including, but not limited to, tomatoes, blueberries, and even more red lettuce, all of which are very high in antioxidants. Uh, this, this fresh food can actually improve morale on orbit, keep people happier, and let's face it, when you're on orbit, you need to be happy, otherwise it just gets to be a real grind. And this also provides some protection against radiation exposure in space, because that's always a constant problem. The Perseids meteor shower peaked on the night of August 12th. It's going to run until the 14th, but last night was its peak. Astronomers are calling it the best display of the Perseids in years. And uh, I wasn't really able to watch it because I live in a major metropolitan area, Dallas, and so there's a lot of light pollution, so I didn't get to watch it. If you were lucky enough to get to watch it, like I said, it was supposedly one of the most spectacular displays of the Perseids in a very long time. Now, where do the Perseids come from? Well, the Perseids are actually a cloud of dust and debris left over by Comet Swift-Tuttle, which has a very, very highly eccentric orbit. Its furthest point is way out outside of Pluto's orbit, and its closest point is inside Earth's orbit. It reached perihelion, that's the closest point to the Sun, back in 1992, and it will do so again in July 2126. Uh, as it passed across Earth's orbit, it left behind a trail of dust and debris which Earth passes through every August. And it passes through at such high velocity, we're talking around 170,000 miles per hour. And when you have something moving that fast, entering the Earth's atmosphere, it catches fire. It creates what, we, you, know, what you think of when you think of a shooting star. The Cygnus resupply vehicle returns to rotation for ISS resupply after its explosion last October. The next one's going to fly on top of an Atlas V in December of this year, while they're still getting the Antares rated and certified for safety. Speaking of the Antares, this is going to be the second version of it, it's going to be flying with a brand new RD-181, which is already on its way. Uh, either that or it was recently delivered. I think it was delivered. Uh, this is going to replace the AJ-26 Russian-made engine that was suspected to be the cause of the failure last October. The RD-181 is also Russian-made, but uh, it's uh, the next-gen version of the RD-191, which is currently used on uh, Russian Angara rockets. And uh, both of these are based on the RD-171 and the RD-180 engines used on the Zenit rocket, which is a, a Russian rocket, and the Atlas V rocket, which is an American-made rocket. That's all we've got for you this time. For more information on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, the ISS, and Orbital ATK on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. Hi, this is Barbara Eden, and you're listening for what it's worth. Welcome back, everybody! Yay! <laughs> so, we, have, we have, hold on. We have breaking news. Tell us the news. 
me? Yeah. I've never done the noose before. <laughs> we have charm. Oh, well, charm. The, the magnificent Hello, is here. <laughs> the magnificent. <laughs> he has finally joined us. From yes, the I goods. do apologize for our guest who was, I guess, listening previously. I was a bit um, preoccupied. We we shamed you actually. We called you out by name and shamed you. So now you can now you can be here to represent. Uh, yeah, I'm attempting to redeem myself from the shaming at this point. <laughs> so let's start this off by asking our other. Who guest. are you? Oh, well, wait. Who yes, are, real uh, quick. Yes. Uh, my my name is Charm. I am a rainbow husky from the bay, specifically nearby San Francisco. So clearly that's where I get all my rainbows from. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I currently am a programming student who actually now has a programming job. So I actually get paid money now instead of losing money. So that's a good plus for me. Woo! Awesome! And what episode were you on last uh, time? I was on the... I don't remember the episode number because I'm bad with numbers, but I was on the uh, Technically the Baby Fair episode with Morphe, actually. So Morphe is, I think, in with us. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. I didn't remember the the number either. So. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. So that means uh, that means that's not my fault. <laughs> not remembering it. No. I just remember the episode name. So. So we were doing the favorites thing of the season, and so we were going to ask. Start with mm-hmm. with you, Morphe. What was your favorite moments of the season? You've listened to the show. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was kind of hard to pick uh, favorite parts. I'm not really big on picking favorites, but I have to say, like the episode about the puppetry was really interesting. I've never really looked at that as a hobby before, and it was kind of neat to see that world. Uh, That's cool. Other, yeah. yeah, other than that, yeah, there's been a lot of great moments. That was definitely one of my favorite episodes. That show, so you know I was talking about how I have soundtrack jokes hidden in the show? Did anyone pick up on the joke when we were put into a game, when he reversed the game on us? I don't think I even did. The show music for the, for the game played backwards for that. Really? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I reversed the music in the background. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Trying to play mind games, I see. Yeah, it you went... can't be playing. You can't be playing mind games like that. It's gonna confuse the you know listeners. Well, no, because because we did the normal game and it played normal, and then he started asking his questions, and it backed up and started going reverse. <laughs> so there you go. One more joke. See, no one knew that, and I felt especially clever, and then no one got my joke, and I felt especially stupid. So, Charm, I don't necessarily remember how much that you actually listen to our show. Um, Which is you, zero. Well, but, um, but you at least listen to your episode. So can you think of any um, favorite moments that you've... Um, so, actually, I have listened to another episode. Ha! Oh, shit. I proves you wrong. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I, have, I have listened to, actually, the BLFC episode because I was sort of sneaking by in the corner, kind of paying attention from the sidelines before I had to go run off somewhere. So I was kind of eyeballing far away in the corner somewhere about the whole thing. Uh, but that one, I couldn't remember a lot of the topics because I probably was uh, a little inebriated. <laughs> a little inebriated. So if, if that was one of my favorite moments, it's because I couldn't remember what was going on a little bit. Uh, just so everyone knows, must be over 21 to drink. Don't do it unless you're if you're underage and all that nonsense. But uh, the episode I was actually in, kind of enjoyed the whole episode in general because it was a lot of... Uh, Talking about people, uh, the topic that people get a little uncomfortable about, uh, you know, in general, because not many people, you know, most people sort of do the whole, oh, it's slightly taboo and all that, and uh, they don't want to talk about it. But I actually don't mind talking about it if people ask me directly. I'm not going to, you know, as I, as I think I've said in the episode, wave a flag and, you know, 
fire off sparkles and rainbows everywhere so people notice me. But if you ask me about it, I will honestly answer your question. And so I really enjoy that because uh, it allows me to actually engage in that uh, system. Awesome. Cool. Well, we have an email. It's from Lil Chu. And it says, Greetings, you cute fairies at Fulwa. This is Chu again with another email. I hope you guys are having a nice time. I'm not even going to bother with how this name... <clears throat> sorry, how my name is pronounced, because let's face it, he isn't going to say it right. How do you say his name again, Ruchi? Leo? No. What's Chu's name? Oh, uh, yes, it is Lil Chu. There you go. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> As for the topic of my email, we have my favorite moments of the season, which has gone fast. Can't wait to listen to Firebrush outtakes. So let's start. Um, he enjoyed the first episode of the season when Alex was like, well, let's go right to the sex. Which we played. Uh, he enjoyed the Monsters of Talk, where Koru and I were on Margaret Cho's podcast. Uh, the Fursona creation episode, where we had the ritual, and we initiated a new furry with the red lights. Uh-huh. We'll get to that later. That was hilarious. Um, the Baby Fur episode, where I laughed my ass off, apparently. Uh, you guys did a good job with the live show at BLFC. It was fun to listen to and watch with the live stream and the lovely ladies that were translating everything to those who can't hear. I forgot about that. That was really cool. That was cool. Uh, open topic, which is uh, Ruth Screamo. <laughs> and the Inception button from the Mursuits episode. And he says I should keep using it. Also, happy gay day. In general, this oh, is... Yeah. yeah. In general, this season has been complete. There are a lot of very serious episodes going on and some happy topics. The Space News is always fun, as T's pause button was. I know I sent you guys cookies and enjoyed it, so keep up the amazing work. Signed, Lil Chu. We um, love his support. Yes. That, that's very nice. Very nice indeed. So we had uh, some roasts happen this season. We had several small roasts happen this season. <laughs> and so this is a bit of a longer clip just for everyone playing along at home. So we'll hit this and we will talk about it on the other end. Hey, look, another set of favorite moments. So I have a issue with uh, drugs in and of themselves. I think that there's a lot of good in them and the fact that there's cancer and other disease-fighting drugs plus pharmaceuticals, companies and stuff that actually do help people. However, what I do have a problem with is I have a problem with the individuals who just jump on drug bandwagons like those guys that uh, smoke up on 420. Just a heads up, guys. 420 was Hitler's birthday, and you're making it a holiday. <laughs> Peace. It actually, you can go look it up. It really is Hitler's birthday. Like I think I told Corey this, and he didn't believe me, right? No, I did. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. So how do you view those people who do the, oh, it's 420, man? Well, it's, 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 a, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, I've gone to 420 parties. I've hosted 420 party before. It's just... Uh, it's like anything else. I mean, it's an excuse to have a party. It doesn't really have any meaning. No one takes it seriously. There's no one I'm aware of. Um, people, at least the people I know who, who smoke on, at 420 and, and make an observation of the fact that it's 420, they smoke all the time anyway. It's not like they wouldn't smoke if it wasn't 420. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's just another reason. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 420. Let's light up. Yeah. <laughs> it's an excuse. <laughs> So, question one. How did you advertise the sale of Fur Affinity, fake dragon ear? 
I do what? So can you repeat that question? How did you advertise the sale of Fur Affinity? Fake how regular. do you advertise How did he? Yeah, so it was suddenly sprung on the community. But how did people know it was for sale to begin with? I think I, mean, it, I think he got offered. I don't think it was him actually saying yes to sale. I think he was offered and then he took it. Is that is that the answer you're going to give? Both I don't know, that's my answer. I mean, but I mean, from together. what I know, that's what it seems to be. But, you know, I haven't really kept up too much with it. Yeah, neither have I. All I'm right. going to say no point. <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't very creative, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah no, I think creativity. Okay. it's too seriously then. <laughs> Next question. Fake Dragoneer, did you read the contract before you signed it? Of course I did. I, uh, you know, I skimmed it and made sure that it had a, a lot of money there for me. <laughs> Point. <laughs> Points. Points. <laughs> That's what people want to hear, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Question three. What site or what changes will Fur Affinity see in the ad structure? Uh, you'll you'll start to see full-blown pop-up ads from now on in. <laughs> Every time you click on a link, you must watch a five-minute video of Adam <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> do you Point! Wait, wait, Morphe, do you concur? <laughs> Morphe, did we lose you? Where are you, no, Morphe? I'm here. Okay. Uh, no, that's a pretty good answer. I'll just stick with that. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, that's so bad. So, many artists use Fur Affinity as the primary business platform. Will changes occur requiring profit sharing, payment process changes, etc.? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess uh, it's a skimp of 20% off the top of all commissions now. <laughs> Seem reasonable. <laughs> Are we trying to be completely mean here? Because I don't know if I can yeah. continue. I don't know if I can continue. You I'm can, not naturally a mean person. You can do this. You can do it. It is a team effort. You may deflect to your team yes. member if you cannot catch the rebound. <laughs> is there anything you you want to add? Uh, I don't even know what the question is now. <laughs> uh, changes to ad, uh, commission, uh, profit sharing, things like that. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with no point. Yeah. How many questions is that so far, Corey? How many questions have you asked for? How many? <laughs> four. Right? I think we're at four. So five. Okay. Let's see. Um, will we have to switch to a special currency to pay for commissions on for affinity in the future? Fake Dragoneer? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to like a, it's kind of like a free to play model where, uh, you spend money to get, you know, credits, and you got to use that to well, no, uh, it's a, it's a pay to post win. comments. Yeah, and, no, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it takes uh, <laughs> it takes like two fuzz coins to post a comment now. <laughs> uh, by the way, you can totally buy our ten thousand coin pack for ninety nine dollars. Best deal. <laughs> the word freemium is written all over that. <laughs> you didn't even wait to ask me. No, you were choking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Question six. Hmm. Are there safeguards in place to keep FA from very slowly turning into an ad-infested site with service tiers requiring payment to re or reduce the current free tier? I would say, uh, yeah, there's some safeguards in there. They've uh, let us have complete control over what, how much ads we want to put in. So you'll slowly see those go more, and, uh, but not too much at the start. It's only half the page at the start. Full <laughs> page ads coming in the future. <laughs> Don't worry. We're also going to make it easier to change your password because we'll be able to see it. Oh, it'll be in plain text. Oh. 
<laughs> It'll be in plain text. Don't worry about it. And the judges say, <laughs> I, I, you know, no point this time. Really? Oh, All right, on. that was good. Though. Question seven. So, what is the exact gain that IM View gets from this? There's no obvious connection. What what's going on there, fake dragon here? What does IM View gain? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, a bunch of free content. You know, all that art is uh, now licensed to IMVU. So please keep on uploading. <laughs> uh, you lose all rights to your characters, by the way. Uh, you know, I forgot to uh, tell you this. Points. <laughs> I can't do this. Points. Moi, wait, Morphe, do you agree? Yes, I agree. <laughs> I sound like a complete jerk now. Yeah. That's, this, this is called comedy. We're okay with it. Question eight. Question eight. What personal gain did you get from the sale? A door slammed. I'm done with this interview. <laughs> I, they're like, nope, that's it. That's what I gained. <laughs> so that was you two at the, your finest. Tell us what the hell was going on in your mind. Because that is, oh. that, that is amazing. Oh god, oh, it, I <laughs> Morphe, go right ahead, please. Yeah, it was uh like now after I've listened to it again, I was like, oh man, I could have had a way like a lot better answers on that than I came <laughs> up with now. But uh, at the time I was I was kinda hoping for a normal game and then you sprung that on us. So it was a little little thrown off, but it was a lot of fun. What is a normal game? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think there's a normal game that exists, but uh, No, it was uh it was quite quite hilarious. Um I think, as I said in that bit, I am not normally a mean person. I mean, I can be if I really wanted. I can be very snarky, but normally I try to be quite civil. But I was all like, okay, let's see what the most snarkiest comments I could possibly think of is. And I think, as Morphe said, if I did again, it could probably be a lot meaner to the point of like, oh, God, you know, it's probably actually kind of borderline bad almost. <laughs> I have to say that that – so we've done we've done 60-ish games or so together, Rue and I, uh, and that is the, my, my favorite game of I, all of them. I 100% agree. We should do more games that are like that. Well, well the thing is, is we, who knew roasting was so much fun? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, and I yeah. was—I well, you two were so good at it that like, I went—I was in Vegas, and people were like, "Oh yeah, that one game, like that game has like become a thing of its own." <laughs> well, the irony of the whole thing is, you know, it was like five-minute video ads, and at one point there was full-blown porn ads. <laughs> you know, it was the way filtered it out. So while you were the joking, it was—it did happen. <laughs> Yep. No, yeah. it didn't happen. That's the whole irony of the situation. I was all like, well, I was only joking at the fact that something bad like that would happen. And then it happened. I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> what can I say now? I have to admit, I was really tempted to try and get it to happen again. But that was such a moment that happened. I, I'm not going to force it. Like, the next time you two end up roasting something and we're there, it'll be great. But it's not going to be forced. It'll just happen spontaneously. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, but I, I was tempted. I was tempted to try and make it happen this episode. I really was. I was like, we got the duo back, you know? Really? Yeah, you're like the Batman and Robin of, of, of the furries now. Let's see, what are we going to roast uh, next? No, just kidding. Who's what are we next? Roast next? Donald, can you, Donald can you Trump. Count to two? <laughs> just kidding. I, that's not even a contest if you do that. No, like, no. Count to two. That's like adding gasoline to an, or the sun or something. It's already been roasted so badly. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't even have the heart to do it to the poor to pay that he wears. <laughs> the, the, thing, the other thing about the game too is that your password line is also frequently called out. 
Like that was the he's like, and we'll just see your passwords. Oh we'll just yeah. See your passwords. Well, I oh, mean, it's oh, yeah. it. so. I mean, I've had a bunch of friends who've done a security audit on FA, and let's just say it's not the best security. No. Don't. Yeah, no, it's surprising, isn't it? But uh, recommendation: don't use the same password on all your websites you go to, guys. That's from uh, tech, people who work in the tech industry. So, so don't use the same password everywhere. So before we go to Kira's email, actually it's Kira and Leo because they're both about the same thing. Uh, have you two? Uh, I mean, have people come up to you and been like, "You did that one episode." Like, I know that you you guys got feedback from it. Like a lot of our guests come on, and maybe a couple people talk to them, but apparently you two got a lot of feedback from it from people. Is that true? Well, uh, I can't really say that I've had people come up to me and say so. I've had some friends online and in real life say, yeah, I listened to it. It was a good episode. But other than that, I haven't really heard much. So I was... <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah, for me specifically, I would say um, I've actually had my close friends who actually listen to your podcast. I'm actually the bad one who only sporadically every so often finds an episode and listens to it. Uh, they're like, they initially turn it on, they're like, what the fuck, why are you on the show? <laughs> and I'm all like, well, what do you mean? Are they jealous? What do you mean, why am I on the show? They inter- they invited me and I did the show. And they're like, what? And their minds are like completely blown at the fact that I did the show. And that specific episode too. So I haven't actually asked, I was like, that is quite great that you actually did that episode. So many people are actually surprised because I don't, I don't tell anyone. And then, you know, they just sort of find out a little bit later. And they're like, oh my God, are you actually... In the show, like yeah, I'll, you know, I was in the show and I, I did a little snippet. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, let's move forward to Kira's email. So here's the thing: I have to. I'm gonna, and she gets shaming too, because everyone knows who listens regularly that Kira writes in pretty regularly. Oh She's, yeah. She she has a lot of interesting things to say. She didn't write in for this episode. She didn't write in. I emailed her and said, Kira, why are you the creator of any horror not writing our episode? <laughs> show? Like I got after her for that. So she's like. Oh, I didn't know. I'm like, of course I care. Like, why wouldn't I care? You're the any whore maker. That sounds like a candy. Uh, anyway, so she said um, that the email, uh, she, the episode where we argued about eggs, which I don't remember. But the thing is, is other people wrote in about eggs. I don't, I don't know. I, oh, I remember. We've argued about eggs many of times. We argued about ketchup. Putting ketchup on things. And in fact, somebody sent in an image. I know. This is the other email I have, which is. Uh, from Leo, he says, Hello, you cast it for what it's worth. It's Leo the artist chiming in for favorite moments. And there's a picture of me, I, I think, with a bib? I'm not sure. Uh, I love ketchup with eggs. And I'm eating this. And for one, Leo, you are in trouble, sir. When I see you Wait. one day. Are you talking about ketchup and eggs? Like putting ketchup on top of eggs? It's gross. Okay, I lo- so I as a child, I did that because I understood that as a child, I didn't like many things, but ketchup was quite tasty. You know? Because, you know, your taste buds are developing, and so anything that tastes sweet on top of something that technically tastes a little bland is pretty good. Now I've gone, I've grown up a little bit, and I'm all like, I actually like black pepper and salt, or hot pepper, you know, hot pepper sauce on top of my uh, eggs now. It's, it's gone from ketchup to, like, spicy things. So it's there not like I'm spicy eggs. Even, even green Tabasco. Uh, green Tabasco is great. Uh, no, see, green Tabasco is okay. Yeah. Go for it, Murphy. I was a little bit opposite than that. As a kid, I thought the idea of putting ketchup on your eggs was like one of the grossest things ever. And then I tried it, I don't know, know, 10 years or so ago. And I was like, oh, it's pretty good. I don't do it a lot, but yeah, it's not bad. (laughs) You're all horrible. So I think the problem is like if it's scrambled eggs, I'm okay with putting ketchup on it. 
I don't know why, just scrambled eggs. But the moment it becomes any kind of a different egg, I'm like, no, you, why would you put ketchup on that? Even though it's the same egg, right? It's just fried differently. Like, if it's, I usually get, like, a sunny side up and put it on top of a toast, put some pepper on it, and just eat the toast with the egg. It's very nice that way. See, I mostly have ketchup on my eggs when they're poached because poach is a lot more runny, and so it, it breaks it, and then, you know, I kind of mix it in a little bit, and it, it tastes really good. That's just what I do. Uh, you're, 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 I'm going to read the rest of this email is what I'm going to do. But salsa is better than... Why are you obsessed with putting fruit on everything? <laughs> so let's read what? the rest of this Salsa? Salsa has peppers. Peppers are fruit. So and I recognize so the Greek Tabasco is that, too. Huh? So that's tomato... Right. Yeah. I don't like putting. Fr- I want my fruit in the fruit. Just saying. But right. are you going to eat like a f- a tomato cup? Like you know how they have fruit cups. Oh, someone if someone dices <laughs> up tomatoes and puts it in a cup, are you going to eat a tomato cup? I am not. <laughs> I eat salsa from the jar. <laughs> yeah, it's called salsa. All right. The rest of this email says my favorite moments. The baby for episode. Baby for missionaries would be so cute, and I would hug them all. They would <laughs> be so cute. Wait, missionaries. Did I mishear that? So I'm thinking like baby for missionaries. I'm all like, well, are they just running around going, have you heard of X and XYZ right now? It's like <laughs> knocking door to door. Is that kind of missionaries are you talking about? Yes. A different thing. Do you have a moment to talk about the gospel of Abina? Yeah, that kind of thing. Abina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> Corey just handed me his phone. What's worse worse than worse than Jehovah's Witness at that point? <laughs> There's like a sexy missionary picture that you just handed me. Where like a guy's like, I'm undoing my tie. Uh. Like, anyway, continuing in this email, your like your guy's laugh makes me laugh so hard it's contagious. Ruse many fox un fox up in mercy. Oh man, never thought Rue would ever mess something up. I said, but there's some moment for it. Rue, you lovable wine red cookie eating fox. You got my species mixed up. Granted, it sounded like you were singing a song from from something, but still, I'm a fabulous as fuck tiger. Not a, not a lion. <laughs> I felt like a hamster in a hamster wheel running in a tizzy as I chanted, I'm not a lion, I'm a tiger, when I heard the, when I heard the, me- the mess up. Uh, Firebreast interview. Chi-Chi's fur was what I was taught was slang for boobs. Tugs made me face palm, your explanation you gave. Oh. Uh, for Sona Creation, when your guest said he had his soul removed in surgery. <laughs> Wait, what was that moment? Where we had, where we were, uh, we were talking with Arcades, and he said, oh, "I already had my soul removed surgically." Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you supposed to have your soul removed for uh, having a fasona? He no. He's just he's just nuts. He's he's like a kinkster anyway. So he had it removed a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, next thing, Tug's saying, let all the teens work the weekends. Wow, I get stuck after work because I'm the youngest person in my department. And I hate it. I just want to take my cat nap. The mailbag episode. Go to the corner and play with yourself. Rue, I love your mess ups, but I can't laugh. help but laugh so hard every time I hear that. Rue, don't ever stop foxing up your lines. It would not be the same without you making new states, twisting world geography, pronouncing words wrong along with people's names, and always have it in bed with a cookie. Sincerely, your pal, Leo the Artist. P.S. Forgot to say this in the Baby Fur episode. Furs never grow up. They become baby furs. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what he said. Oh my god. All right. Well, so I did go see Fire Breath this season. And I sat down with him. And that episode was so long, it bled into another episode, if you remember. We mm-hmm. finished it. So here are the little bits we liked from that episode. Hey, 
<laughs> if people want to write to you, I'm all for giving you a mailbox. But yeah, sure. Well, have, then you have to re-record all the Wait, credits. on the website, it'll oh, no. send an email to Tuts. Click here. To, to, to Root, click here. To Koru, click here. To Fire Breath, click here, you see. <laughs> Probably. Something like that. But fine, we'll see what we can do. But uh, if you feel that strongly about it, fine. I, just... I, I feel supportive. As a listener. As a listener. As a listener? As a listener. You just want to email your friend. <laughs> He's my bloody neighbor. I'm downstairs and slap him upside the back of the head. What do I need to email him for? Um, he does it on Steam. I can sneak into his bedroom. Not that I ever would, but I could. <laughs> um, you don't have a key to my place, but I have a key to your I place. I have the garage door code. Yeah, true enough. Meanwhile, in another part of town, what were you going to say? I was, was actually as morning? a listener. <laughs> I feel that you get gypped in those credits by not having your email. Fine. Make me an email, boss. <laughs> All right. It just felt missing because you're there. You have more spoken words than Koru. No offense, Koru. But. <laughs> no, he'll take offense, but that's okay. But, 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 but you have about as much, if not more, speaking role. And you have no way to get contacted. What if other people want you to announce? I have to go through him to get authorization. I do have his exclusivity contract. He signed it? Yeah, it's a global, globally applicable, both of them. And in English and French. Oh, wow, okay. The only, the, to be fair, how many other shows let you email the announcer, though? <laughs> I don't think any other show that I listen to, except for one, okay. have cast-specific emails. I came up with an idea that is not related to the subject at hand. Fire Breath was by a big penis store. Yeah, you can get them changed on a regular basis. They have stacks of penises laying all over the place. There's lube. Lots of lube. Lots of lube, which is apparently penis is French for tire, but you don't say a penis, but they spell it penis phonetically. Kind of. Oh no. I'm 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 gonna say that that's penis. E- You think it's really not penis? It's not. It's missing a few key letters. It's phonetic, though. Phonetic is penis. What are you doing with the EU? Penis. 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 That might be a sound effect on the board now. Thank you. Penis. 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 My board. I'll give a dime to anyone who knows what song that was. I don't know. No one, no one guessed. You know, I like a year. What's it from? Can you give us a hint? I cannot. It's public domain. The little yeah, French accordion. I think I've heard of that before, but I have no idea what it is. Well, all of you who are playing at home and suddenly looking for all my soundtrack jokes will suddenly be able to figure it out. It was, a, it was, it was me giving a shout out to all our friends north of the parallel. <laughs> all I can say is that episode was a really good episode. Like, because you don't get to hear from Fire Breath that often. You hear them all the time, but you don't get to hear. Was that the Canadian national anthem? Was O Canada? Oh, oh really? <laughs> I didn't yeah. recognize it. 
Yeah, you don't hear from him. Like, like I hear from him, but that's because I'm his friend and he works at the show. But like, a lot of people just are used to hearing him do that. I'm a canned announcer voice, you know. Yeah. And he's not a canned announcer. He's actually really good at what he does. He's gotten really good over the years for us, you know. No, he has. That episode frustrated me a lot though because he has the same microphone that you and I have. He went and bought one to match us. And I plugged it into the surface and the surface was like, "Yeah, let's do this." And then it was like, "I don't I don't know. I don't understand what this driver is doing." Like it just <laughs> wouldn't work. So I recorded that off the stupid surface microphones. That Yay, technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like I was blaming Canada at the time. Oh, Canada. <laughs> All right, so who here knows about Rabbit Valley? I do. Rabbit Valley. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of them. Yeah, you know, they, they seem to be somewhat popular in the fandom. <laughs> Have you heard what happens when they come on our show? No, what happens when they come on your show? We, we, you know, I actually have decided, so they're coming <laughs> on soon. I've already confirmed that they're coming back for a third episode. <laughs> Sneak peek, season five. Um, but... Uh, I'm not going to write show notes. <laughs> I'm just going to let them do whatever the hell they're doing. Cause... Oh, well, we need to have a general topic. I think what we should do with them is we should do an open topic episode that has, um, like, Let them answer from... mailbag no. stuff. Yeah, like, things from a hat in which we, we put a time and they have to talk about something for... Anyways, we'll talk about that later, yeah. but... It, it's also, I think, would make a really good drunk episode. It would make a good drunk episode. Anyways, the whole point is, guys, it's like the the cover of the last one was a nuclear bomb. Like, they just wrecked the show. So, here, you can hear what they did. So, here I am at, also, the same AnthroCon. Except this time it wasn't his mother. This, the, my, my side of the table had my sister and my father helping out with this, which was very entertaining. And there I am, wearing a badge. And I, I don't know if anybody's seen... The artwork that we had for Rabbit Valley at the time, there, there was a, it, it's, it was a bunny rabbit on a farm, growing carrots and all that fun stuff. So it's a farmer bunny, you know. He's, he's, it's Rabbit Valley, yay! He's growing all these new things. So, and I had a badge drawn of uh, the cute bunny wearing uh, a pair of overalls. I was unaware that you people use this as your code word for hey, come up and play in the Cub Hub or whatever the fuck it is. I don't even know. You people. You, yes. <laughs> That's that, you such people. a wonderful phrase. Yes. You people. You people. You, you people. You people. You wonderful, glorious people. We're in Provo. Let's keep forgetting well, about that. Provo, no, we're not near Provo, Stan. Uh, Dear Elder? That's where we found out about Dear Elder. What? That was in Provo. Yeah, that was in Provo. Dear Elder. Yeah, they have billboards. It's the billboards to... for Dear Elder. It's a Dear website Elder. where yeah, you can send is. a care package to elders. Yep. Dear Elder, <laughs> are you lonely in your mission? Do you need companionship? For only nineteen ninety-five and a major credit card, you too can have all the love that your God requires of you. Sponsored by Bad Dragon. <laughs> Damn it! I was gonna make that into like a thing as its own commercial during a break. <laughs> you could you could edit that out. <laughs> oh my god! Put it on with a little. Oh my little ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say this time to say that this podcast is being recorded. Why are you so worried about I it? I think that we Piddles need to explain to the listeners what it means to be in a fundamental society. We saw it. First hand really? last really? year at the convention. What do you mean, really? Yeah. Really? 
Really? So we, 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 were, we were watching people from Utah who were absolutely terrified that any second now the entire OnthroCon convention would just be stormtroopers from the church across the street coming in, <laughs> no, no, shutting this is it down. Serious. This we, happened. I, I'm dead serious. People were like, people would you come can... up to the table, yeah. pick up a book, turn, put their backs to us so they could see who's coming into the dealer's room while they looked at it. Are you serious? For fear, I'm dead serious. And that's what we were told that an elder could walk in. They, they were, they were apps. I am, I am not joking been, about this at all. In the wait, slightest, I've never this is seen dead a fundamentalist serious. society before. Yeah, they wouldn't get past the checkpoints. Well, that doesn't even matter. That doesn't the point matter. is, is the that people the people were afraid. Yeah, yeah, people are living in fear in this goddamn state. It's kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. But you do not have to do this. You do not have to leer than fear people. You Everyone can take came here to a, look at Dick. They can take a comic book bought at the beautiful <laughs> Rabbit Valley table, walk outside with it, and start reading it. It's perfectly fine, kids. This is no why problem. we use clear plastic bags. It's all good. Oh, the Rabbit Valley people. They I, are amazing. I just love the They're elders so much coming fun. out of the walls. I, like, it's never going to happen that way. I, no, I got to actually meet them last Anthrocon I came to. They're a very nice bunch of people, I must say. They are. They are the Rabbit Valley people. They're they're super hilarious and, and funny. Yeah, it was it was uh, quite entertaining to meet them. I think one of them broke my wand, though, if I remember correctly. It snapped me wand in half. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they snapped me one in half. I was a little upset about that. <laughs> Why did they do one. that? No sparkles allowed. No sparkles allowed. <laughs> charm, you just can't be charm at this con. I'm sorry. I can't. Apparently, I can't be a rainbow, apparently. <laughs> well, no, you can be a rainbow, but you have to be a black and white striped rainbow. Oh, black and white striped rainbow. Is yeah. a grayscale rainbow? Yeah. <laughs> One of the most boring-looking things in the world, then. <laughs> San Francisco doesn't do monochrome rainbows. So, you, so you'd look like every other black and white husky out there. Yep. So, there you go. <laughs> they were talking about Huskies. the elders, right? Wait, we like, just we just offended yeah. one third of the fandom. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I know clearly. Oh, so I can't no, say. No, it's so it. it's so funny. Like it's the first time. So Undercon was the first time I ever was in Utah. I went to. SLC. And I actually asked my friend Keith because he lives there. I was like, it was a Sunday too. By the way, I didn't know that your city apparently becomes a zombie town on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no one is alive on Sunday. Pretty much. <laughs> but we, 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 went, we went and I was uh, we were wandering around the church and I was all, and they were pointing out stuff and I was like, so what's that office building there? Oh yeah, that's the office building they all work out of. Like, what do you mean they work out of an office building? Oh yeah, you know, they have to organize all the other Mormons and we're like, this looks like an evil corporation just standing right up there, right next to the church. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure most Mormons are very nice and not evil, but the building could probably use an architectural update where it doesn't look like gigantic evil core, as you know, as you look at it. <laughs> it's grey concrete with, you know, mirrored windows and like the security door in the front and it does not look very appealing you know and you know exactly come by you're just like wow that's apparently a building then doesn't look very friendly if it, apparently if you get whisked away and they're dragged inside you'll never see you again oh my god <laughs> evil core that's that's what happens to the people that you know the the gay people that kiss on the the temple grounds they get taken they do, out they to do. those places they get they, 
Oh yeah, that other thing we did too. Apparently, you can look up your family's genealogy or something, or if they if they're ever related to uh, the uh, church. Yeah. Yep. Like if they have any relation at all, like even like ten times removed, somehow they have found you because of that. And uh, I looked up my name, and thank God I did not show up. So <laughs> I am a hidden element now. <laughs> Evil Corp doesn't have records for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to two rainbow for records. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. They'll get it when you die. <laughs> Morphe, why, is, die. why am I thinking in my head at some point you were like an ex-Mormon or something? You're not, right? No, I'm not an ex-Mormon. No, or, but what I'm about an ex-Mormon at all. I used to be. I used to be Buddhist, is what I used to be. But what about you, Morphe? Uh, no, not ex-Mormon. Okay, just a Y Mormon. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just Morphe. <laughs> just I, I I I I hail for the Church of Morphe. We all go to the Church of Morphe. Anyways, we're not here to make fun of the church. I mean, after all, you know what was our last episode? We didn't make fun of them. But I know know what we should make fun of is this other religion. What? And now for what it's worth, favorite moments. Repeat after me. I, Arcades Bear, do hereby declare myself to the following... I, Arcades Bearer, do hereby declare myself to the following. I am a member of the furry fandom for now and always. I am a member of the furry fandom for from now until always. I am a strong, independent bear man. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent bear man. I will obtain a fur affinity account, which I will log into regularly and complain about when the site is down. <laughs> I will create a fur affinity account, which I will log into regularly and complain about frequently while it's down. To enjoy all the art and adult art the fandom has to offer. To enjoy all the art and adult art the fandom has to offer. To go to a furry convention. To go to a furry convention. Without chlorine. Without chlorine? Yep. I will hold down a job and not start a Patreon in lieu of a job. I will hold down a job and not start a Patreon in lieu of a job. To buy a product only because it has a furry in it, regardless of quality. (laughs) To buy a product that has a furry in it, regardless of quality. To fight the evil forces of furry drama and strive to improve the world. To fight the forces of furry drama and strive to improve the world. I will not beg artists for free art. I will not beg artists for free art. To establish a regular Twitter account and an After Dark Twitter account. <laughs> to establish a regular Twitter account and an After Dark Twitter account. To bathe regularly and avoid fanboy funk. Oh God, yes. Just to bathe, bathe regularly and avoid fanboy funk. To consider speaking ridiculous or spending, sorry, to re- consider spending ridiculous amounts of money on a fursuit and force my friends to haul it around on the back of their cars and be a pain in the ass about it. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we skip it. To follow six to one. To follow six to one. To engage in cuddling and scritching and yiffing and general furry noises. To en- engage in what? <laughs> cuddling and cuddling scr- and scritching and yiffing and yiffing and making general furry noises. And making general furry noises. And lastly, to never ask what the fox says. <laughs> never ask what the fox says. All right. You may now remove your hand from the book and put your other hand down. Now you just have to do the pledge. So more repeating. Ready? I pledge allegiance to the roach. I pledge allegiance to the roach. Known as Kage of the furry fandom. Known as Kage of the furry fandom. And to our community to which he thinks he owns. To, and to our community to which he thinks he owns. One fandom without corporate ownership. One fandom without corporate ownership. With liberty and justice for all, as long as they don't go against my tastes and preferences. <laughs> With liberty and justice for all, as long as it don't, doesn't go against my tastes and preferences. I solemnly vow to follow these declarations. 
I, I'm sorry, what? I solemnly vow to follow these declarations. I solemnly vow to follow these declarations. As required by Dragoneer, the other master and lord of the furry fandom, who yes. is my witness. I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. <laughs> As required by Dragoneer. As required by Dragoneer. The other master and lord of the furry fandom. The other master and lord of the furry fandom. Who is my witness. Who is my witness. There we go. You're all done with the oaths. Now for the physical part of the ceremony. Oh, good First, God. you must eat a cookie. So you what? guys, you guys weren't here, but we turned. So I have, I happen to have color adjusting lights in the studio. So they went to a deep blood red. We had a chalice. We had a knife. Like we went all out for this. We had a book. It definitely we, sounded ominous. We That's even cool. like dimmed the lights to be blood red. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. We gave him each... I'm surprised he even repeated that all without losing face. Surprisingly, he was quite straight-faced when he was saying that. Oh, he, was, he was completely losing his mind. Uh, but we gave him a framed certificate that we signed at the end because we have no authority whatsoever to declare or make furries, and we gave it to him. And apparently he hung it up in his house. Do people ask about it? Like, I'm kind of curious now. It's like, like, you know, he has normal people come over. No, I don't no, know if he no. does. But if he does, and, you know, it's like prominently displayed and it's like proud member of the furry community or something to that extent. And you're like, what's that? Oh, was like, let me tell you this. Please repeat after me. He's like, let's just go. What was the book that we had him put his hands on? The furry. Of, yeah, the book of furry. The it book of furry. furry on the cover. I don't even know what. Where do you get a book like that, Koru? Uh, I blame my ex. He blames the letter X. <laughs> well, it, it was a book. It's just, it, it's a, uh, a compilation of short stories of anthropomorphic um, origin, I guess. It's just, it's called Furry. And then didn't we wow. have... Is, the... is it a book, a book called just Furry? Yeah, the Furry. That's the name of it. It's Furry, all caps, exclamation point. That's all it is. Oh. It's Furry Bang. Wow. Yeah, it's just a bunch of fur furry short story stories. Damn it, Stort stories. Uh, stories. Furry short stories. Short stories. Furry stories. Didn't we also like have a fake dagger, which yeah. I like pretended to cut my hand or something, and have hand. oh, cut his hand. Yeah. And, and, and it was a chalice of V eight. No, it was blood. <laughs> the, right. Yeah. Yeah, it was blood. That yeah, was blood. Blood. <laughs> Stop ruining it the was, magic. The radio magic is hard. It was spicy. Oh, spicy V eight. Yeah. Blood. Uh, it's gross. It's so weird. Look, but I actually recently speaking of books, I got I got a book about a, a month or two ago from someone completely random. Look, I mean, he's messaged me somewhat creepy messages on my Twitter. You know the the really weirdly oddly creepy kind. Yes. And then uh, I don't know if any of you guys signed up for it, but I sent people out a Christmas card. You know, because I was like. Here you go, Christmas card. You know, it's a f picture of my first suit. Um, I think, Tugs, you, did you sign up for it? I You didn't. sent Keat one, but I didn't I, get one. Did I, you sign up? Well, if you didn't I, sign up for it, I, I lived, could have sent I you one. I lived with Keat. <laughs> or at least okay, I did. So, yeah, so I sent, I sent one, to, you know, I sent one to people. And I sent one, apparently we sent this to Germany. And, uh, and then he sends me, a, he goes, he sends me a DM and he goes, I want to send you a package. I'm like, okay, that's a bit weird, but whatever. You know, I'm not thinking too much about this because I'm like, oh, you know, it's Christmas. You know, it must be nice. And then about three months later, I received this package, and it's uh, it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I open up the package. I'm all like, I wonder what this is. You know, I open what this is, and it's and it's not just normal. It's like the furry porn, and it's like some limited edition 
gay furry porn. Yeah, give me a second. Windows. Uh, and uh, it, it blew my mind. And then he had a letter inside of this whole thing, which even made it worse. Because I read the letter, and uh, it was not a very nice letter, not to me, but wishing on the content creators of this book. <laughs> it, it was like, what is this? Do people actually... Do? Apparently they do. Apparently they send people... The people. Some people will... If you give them a Christmas card, we'll send you porn in exchange. That sounds like the title of a great book. <laughs> Koru had a question, and I forgot to ask him before we go to break, because we're going to go to break. Um, you had a question about when we were doing the, ro the road trip segments, where we had like Barbara Eden and Jason David Frank and all them on. Do you remember what your question was? Oh, I remember. He asked about the weird cut, right? I'm glad I didn't have to say anything. Okay, so that is deliberate. So if you remember from that segment, Barbara Eden, I asked her, say, can you say listen to for what it's worth and it cuts? It was kind of supposed to be a teaser, so that way you knew she didn't hide it. And it played during this episode. I've been sitting on it all season. So there you go. <laughs> Just a reminder. But anyway, why don't we take our last break real fast? Uh, we'll do that, and then we'll come back, and we'll wrap this show up. Brought to you by For What It's Worth Brand Drink Mix. When you're thirsty for something tangy and salty, think For What It's Worth. Are you tired of other drink mixes and their boring fruit flavors? Then spice things up with For What It's Worth. Try our new savory flavors like bacon burger parmesan, crunchy peanuts and eggs, and liver and onions. Yum, yum. And since they're packed with seven essential transition metals, they're good for you too. Don't wait to taste the sophistication. Buy for what it's worth brand drink mix today. And now for today's secret code. Remember, we need to get this message to Rue and Tugs. Have you got your for what it's worth brand cereal decoder rings? Good. Message follows. 3, 15, 15. 11, 9, 5, 19, 6, 15, 18, 18, 15, 15. Good luck. And welcome back, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed that lovely little break. So we're going to go jump. We're going to basically jump right back in. We had a serious moment. Yeah, we did. Sometime this season, we did have something we, serious We tried to do a good on. mix, but this was a really, really great episode. So let's go and revisit our suicide and depression episode. Awesome. everyone to take away from this episode the one thing if you could just sit down with them and tell them something what would that be the one thing um now i'm gonna get emotional is that you matter you know that you matter that your life matters and that you have value and it takes courage to reach out and, and ask for help but that help is available and it's out there and that even when you've lost all hope and you don't see any light, you know, please, please still have the courage to tell somebody and, and just know that you're not alone. You know, there, there's always a hand outstretched. 
um, to help pull you up. And, and as people, that's just what we need to do. You know, you're not alone and, and you matter. I think the one question that I ask um, attempt survivors the most are, and then I say this statement, I say, I'm so glad you're still in my world because you're my favorite. I tell everyone I meet that they are my favorite because you cannot replace You, you're irreplaceable. Does that make sense? I think you can't be recreated. You can't be recreated, and I and I, and I think there's there only been, one of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And um, I just think of all the all the folks that I've lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a, a funeral on Monday of a dear dear friend that uh, lost her pa- her battle to pancreatic cancer and. I just think in thinking of what my world is like without her in it now, I don't think people realize that they matter to other people and I don't think they realize just their incredible effect of what their presence, just their presence is in another person's life. And so I think that's what I'd leave. Well, thank you so much for coming out today and you know talking just a little bit about um this serious serious topic that we all need to learn mm-hmm. a little bit more about and i am very grateful that you were able to make make it out here thank you for- no thank you guys for addressing the topic thank you very much it's been an honor What can I say? You know, the, those are those moments are what is important to me about this show and what I ever since we started the show that this is the purpose of this show is to you know, to help people and to let people know that, you know, you're not alone and you know, being furry is you know, to some of these people that just start out in the fandom, it's kind of a little bit of a, a a scary, scary step. And you know, different moments like these, these heartfelt moments, and to to remind people that you know what you matter. And that was a that was one of my favorite um, um, moments from this particular season. Was was that? Well. Now that we're all very serious, <laughs> I think we should get to be on serious. Unless, do you guys have anything you want to add to that? Silence. Silence is golden. I yeah, no, not really. No, it's uh, quite, quite, quite well said. Okay. All right. Well then, we need to do the thing we always do, which is we need to revisit how the map of the United States has been oh, changed once gosh. again. I, you know, I, you know, I really one day when we're when, when one day when we're you know many seasons in or we decide that we're going to do for what it's worth something else something whenever the show is kind of going towards the end we got to do a map we got to do a map <laughs> of how just effed up you've made this country's geography because you really have ruined it if you controlled the tectonic plates of this planet you'd we'd be dead you know or or you should just put me in charge of naming the states instead I think I'm going to play this <laughs> clip.
fun thing about coming out to a convention on the East Coast. That's not the East Coast. Minnesota is not the East Coast. Oh. That's it's, the Midwest. It's the Midwest. But it's still expensive. Okay, Midwest. Um, well, it's expensive. Bruce Geography, the coast of Minnesota. Take your family for a nice scenic drive <laughs> and East relax coast. with brats on the beach on the East Coast of Minnesota. Thanks, 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 thanks. Only one this season. <sighs> Only one. Only one? Yes. Well, then I'm approving. Approving? Approving. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute second. Uh, what? I, I I love I love so we have we have Wisconsin, Texas. Califato. Califato. And we have the east coast of Minnesota. <laughs> Hey, I'm sure that somewhere in Minnesota there is an East Coast. And, you know. Rue really loved growing up listening to George Strait, listening to how there's uh, oceanfront property in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who likes sex? I do. Do you guys like yeah. sex? Almost I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to turn it down when it's come around, but... Ah, phrasing... Well, the last <laughs> clip. Sorry. <laughs> the last clip. We had some sexy moments on the show. Do you remember our sexy moments? <laughs> they were probably really embarrassing sexy moments. They were the greatest sexy <laughs> moments. So let's roll this one. A blockbuster favorite moment starts now. Any whore. Any whore. Any whore. Any whore. <laughs> oh, good. I was worried we were going to get through this episode without any whore showing up. It comes down to things like, oh, do you want extra zippers? Though? That's a little bit of extra work. Do you want an actual sheath attached? That's more work. So it's going to be these, it's just going to be little things that add into it. It's also the same as... Yeah. Like when I was doing stuff like that, um, I would have to like triple and like quadruple the, the the seams and the stitching on there to really reinforce, especially you know around the crotch and the legs. Yeah, it's really not that much more expensive. So you're saying you'd have seamception? <laughs> that was a bad joke. Give yourself like a bad joke, like sound effect or something. Okay, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Seamception. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. You win. You win that one. Also, getting like locked. Locked. My my otter is going to have a lock. Okay. Tugs. <laughs> Tugs. We need to take that button away from I'm going to take. I cleared the button. You know, I am sure that this is making it extremely hard for people to masturbate to this episode. They're probably <laughs> sitting in their car with the bass way up. <laughs> Every time I hear it, their whole car's like, and their car acts like a vibrator. <laughs> no skin should be touching zipper teeth. Right. <laughs> I, I have done that. It is not pleasant. Oh, I almost hit the button. I wanted to so much. But it makes <sighs> it sound so much more dramatic when he reveals a good piece of information. <laughs> that's, that's the more you know one. The no, more... that's happy. Well, it is an accurate statement to say that it's hot. I mean, you know, it's a fursuit. But at the same time, it is amazing. 
So that is a good question, though. How do you deal with the heat? I mean, you're, you're, if you're doing something to, I mean, if you're, okay, if you're sticking your penis into somebody, there you go. I'm being very, very graphic here. Push the button now? No. Okay, there you go. There is Rue's confession. Okay, last question. What? Would you again? Yes. Blah. <laughs> Should always push the button. <laughs> Should always push the button. See? <laughs> you sometimes get carried away with that particular soundboard. But that was, I would have to say, was a, a priceless moment this season. That was classic. It was show. awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> well, we're coming near to the end of this particular um, particular topic of the season recap. But you know, one thing, one individual that has been amazing to work with has been Fire Breath, and Fire Breath, um, he sends us all sorts of different things, and he sends Tugs lines, and whenever there's like a flub up. Um, Tugs tells him that he needs to continue to record no matter what and has to send him everything. So we get a whole bunch of lists of um, Fire Breath outtakes. So we are should play you, are, those. Yeah, are you guys all buckled up? Uh, I, sub- I mean, I'm in the car, so I, I guess I technically can buckle myself up in the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. does, that, does that count? I suppose it does. All right. Everyone's been waiting for this, so let's play it. Omelette au fromage. Welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. Do you know the fun? The fun man. And now, two fools one who can't wear matching shoes, and one noticed the mismatched. Rue and Tugs mismatched. It doesn't matter if you're sharing your thoughts on the upcoming topic or reacting to a past episode. We want to hear from you. Now, if you're feeling bashful, you can contact a fuck. An introduction to an exploration of the furry bu- the furry bandom. Boredom. Dum dum dum. Welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. And now, two fools who need some action. If they're gonna make it like true survivors, they need some action. If they wanna take their love away from here. Rue and Tugs. You know how when you write, when you write a show, wow, I ain't sleep. Until Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube merge to make you twit face, you can't keep us. You can't keep us between shows. Wow, we're pets now. We're on social media: Twitter, Facebook. <clears throat> know how hard it is to do this when you have stuff stuck in your teeth? Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been eating ice cream doing this. 
you know? Heavenly Ash, Heavenly Hash is not a drug, it's actually a wonderful flavor. You know, if I had to do a, a, a panel at a convention that like do's and don'ts of uh, recording, ice cream, no matter what kind, would be on the dome. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction to anime. Shit. An introduction to anime. And now, one fool, one sound engineer, and one guess. <clears throat> one guess. I guess he went there. Why do I have a level issue? <laughs> Before we kick off, we want to give special thanks to Babscon staff, Hanku Fe. Haku. Haku Pamfer. Haku Pamfer. Haku Pamfer. The main show email box is cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Individual cast members, except me, can be reached at. can be reached through, not at. You know, Tugs, I did tell you when you were here that I was giving in and letting you make me one. You never did. Don't blame me for not doing what you said you'd do. Damn it. Welcome. To Zombocom. Anything you want is available at Zombocom. Weary Traveler, welcome to Zombocom. The unattainable is unknown at Zombocom. Now, if you wonder why I did this, because every time I say .com, that's all I can think of. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Serious now. Serious. <clears throat> Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. This is Season 4, Episode 3. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. There's some good lines in there. They're, they're very, very good lines in there. I am surprised he kept, uh, you know, he, he definitely has good composure. <laughs> has a good voice. Did you enjoy the Haku rap? Yeah, no, I was. So, by the way, uh, he, I mean, you know, he's, uh, I, I work closely with him now in the sense of like work wise, but uh, it's it quite funny that I heard that. <laughs> so, like, oh, wow. He, it's, I didn't think it would be that hard to pronounce. <laughs> he, he was going really great, and then he hit that. Like stumbled. It's like running full tilt and just eating the dirt at the last second. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love the, the Zambukon. <laughs> Do you know what Zambukon is? No. So I didn't know what it was. And James is upstairs like, don't you know what Zambukon is? If you go to Zombo.com. <laughs> Welcome to Zambukon. <laughs> this is Zambukon. <laughs> what? Welcome. Look. It's it's a that is a very old internet thing too. It's not. Wow. It's very old. I remember seeing that like in the early two thousands. Yeah. We'd all joke about it. Zombocom. Yeah. Well, I I, I it's twenty fifteen and I just learned about it. But thank you, Firebreath, for all your hard work. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. You do an amazing show. I mean, not amazing show, but. <laughs> It's all you. It's all you, Firebreath. It's all you. No, uh, you really helped to polish the show. So thank you for all your hard work. All right. Well, that's it for recap. Shall we do the mailbag then? Yes, we should. All right. Wait, wait. Whoa, wait. Let's lie. I lied. I lied. Hold on. It's all that train around. Corey, do you have any favorite moments? No. Okay. <laughs> you sure? It's all good. I, I have fun doing the show most of the time. 
Okay, good. Well, except for those times when we beat you backstage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to push the button. All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are you just losing your mind over there? I'm just never uh, like that. That's just that piece is just amazing. <laughs> We've been using that piece for such a long time, and I know that. But only still. like only like a season and a quarter. It's, it's too good. It's amazing. That's his little Mormon boy inside him getting embarrassed and like, oh my god, poor music. <laughs> oh, be nice. All right, so let's read this. We'll kick off. So Kira, okay, so I said Kira didn't email us for the for the recap, and she didn't. Shame on you, Kira. But she sent us 42 emails before, so I will now read the 42 emails in short order. They go like this. I I am so upset that I wasn't paying attention and I didn't get an email in for the Mursuit episode. Mursuits are something I get in fights over with people all the time. Hell, in my opinion, Mursuits have gotten me banned from a few Facebook groups because I'm not the one who has power and thinks that Mursuits are just wrong. I think Mursuits are all right, like lingerie or bondage outfits. I dabbled in Mursuit pages on Tumblr, and many of those pictures and videos are erotic, and I have enjoyed them. Mursuits are fine. I don't mind people wearing them out, as long as the person isn't trying to have sex with me. Uh, I'm sure I have seen many more suitors and have never even known that's what they were. I see no reason to sex shame someone for any reason. If someone gets off with fur on them, then good for them. When Tugs said, by the way, Kira, Tugs has one G in it. One. Not two. When Tugs said, if someone handed you a dildo and said, hey, I only used it once, but I cleaned it real good, I actually would take it, but not use it, but take it. Hey, free dildo. Boil it real good and put it on the shelf. People ask go like, oh, that's the dildo a random dude gave me. Because it would start a conversation. I consider myself... <clears throat> I can, I myself consider fursuit clothes like wearing a dress and having sex. I made this point in a Facebook group and got banned because I was comparing a suit to a dress. I bought a dress to have sex in, that's the reason. I bought it and I did have sex in it. I washed it and wore it to a wedding. So really, anything could be sexual because humans are sexual and have sex anywhere and in any way. If you buy used couches, more than likely someone had sex on it. I myself would never wear a Mursuit. I dehydrate too fast and would probably pass out. And that would not be fun. I have thought about buying one, but it would be too much money and I would never use it, sadly. I don't have much else to add, and I forgot where I was going with this. Anywhore, I'll send you an email later. Signed, Kira, the Kitsune. I am a Kitsune now. Cool. Kitsune. You are, Tugs? I didn't know that. <laughs> That's her email. <laughs> Thanks. Hi. Thanks. I'm glad, I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> <laughs> Tugs, the puppy pair Kitsune. Oh, God. <laughs> so how many how many more species do we need to tag onto that? I take two with my cup of sugar, please. <laughs> um, all right, she had another one. So is it yet forty two emails? Not really, but um, she sent us a thing about um, meals that are gross. So let's let's just uh, there's twenty one here, but I'll just go through a couple of them. Um, oh yeah, I. Okay, I looked through that and I was like, "Wow, some of those, some of those ones that she sent in were really, really, really bad." It's like regular, like dessert, basically put with dinner. So there's like corn on bread. Okay, fine. Nacho cheese on ranch on spaghetti. Ew. Popcorn oh, tacos God. with ketchup on them. What? See? What is <laughs> up with this? Why are you doing this? That's that's horrible. Nothing like a bowl of ice soup. To get the blood flowing. It's literally ice in a bowl. A rainbow. Oh, here we go, Charm. There is a hot dog with fruity pebbles as a topping. Ew. 
Oh, yeah. so, so that's oh. just the wrong, wrong use of rainbows. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, ramen with a craft single on top. That's Britney Spears' favorite food. Uh, lasagna. It's sticks of, of uncooked pasta with ketchup on top. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Um, Dorito soup, where you have a bowl, a bag of Doritos, you take the Doritos, put them in the bowl, pour a can of Mountain Dew on top, and mix and eat. I mean, uh, technically, you know, if you're sitting on a computer eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew, it's the same thing, but now it just sounds gross. Yeah, <laughs> ew, there's a hot dog covered in cheese, which is on top of peanut butter on top of bread. Ew! Wait, cheese and peanut butter? No, the hot dog is, is covered in cheese, then there's ketchup. That is placed on top of bread with peanut butter on it. So it's oh, that sounds good, except for the peanut butter. <laughs> Wait, so it's like double like bread. It's a hot dog it's, without it's the a... peanut butter. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like, if you have, like, an Elvis or something, you know, it has peanut butter and bacon and and uh, bananas. I... Ew. Yeah, but the Elvis, Elvis is good, and bacon... You know what? I think the bacon can sometimes work on like maple bars and bacon. You know, sometimes. It's but... different though, yeah. Um... Yeah, but you also have like a Monte Cristo, which is like a deep-fried ham turkey sandwich that you dip in jam and it's coated in sugar. It's good. It is <laughs> so good. good. It's very good. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I clearly, you know, need insulin after that, but it's still good. I know. I go to Disneyland and feel sick for hours afterward, but it's so good. There, there is there is no regression, only consequences. Right. All right. Well, uh, actually, you know what? She only sent two. So forget the other 40. Uh, wow. Anything else from her. So my bad. I thought there were a lot more. So let's move right along then. Um, do you okay. Have... So this next email is from um, Captain Chibi. And I, I read a little bit through the email. And we've talked about this particular topic several, several times on our show. And I think that... Pretty much almost everybody knows our opinions. So I'm going to reflect this question to you guys. Well, you need to frame it, Madeline. No worries. Okay. I'll read it. Okay. So this is from, once again, Captain Chibi. Hello. I would like to raise awareness about a Tumblr blog, Shadow Kitsune Coffee Shop, which has been unjustly shut down due to false copyright violations. Shadow is a lovely person who doesn't deserve this, and I feel that this can really happen to anyone on Tumblr due to all the reblogging and such. Um, what do you think this has to say about stolen artwork and how it impacts popular people? Even if they have permission. Do what you wish with this email. Best regards, Captain Chibi. All right. Let's hear it. Morphe, you're first. Let's do it. Well, okay, so my thoughts on what? Stolen art? Is that what they're going on? Well, or basically what happened here is, I think I looked this up. This person basically was reposting art, right? Yeah, they were yeah. just reblogging. If you go on Tumblr, like people... No, no, but they, they weren't just reblogging. That's different. They were posting stuff in other places. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, it, it depends, like, because he said there that, uh, you know, if it's stolen art with permission, but then he said with permission, if you have permission to repost it, then it's not stolen, right? So there's that's kind of a weird, uh, otherwise, I mean, you probably shouldn't be taking other people's arts and then posting it up as your own, because, of course, that's not morally right to do. Uh, okay. 
I think okay. they may be talking about like if you look on Tumblr, like you follow you follow people's accounts and they basically post art that they find on FA. And they'll yeah. put like the credits and stuff on there, but it's technically not their art. They're just posting a shit ton of art to get followers and and likes and faves and all that mm, stuff. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah. yeah, I guess you could like if they're trying to use it to to gain something, it's wrong. But if uh, if they've liked something, they want to repost it as kind of a I wouldn't say a fair use, but sort of like that, you know, where they're just sharing something. That's not too bad. I mean, I guess they could just post a link to the original posting if they wanted to. I mean, I mean, I guess it's really hard to tell in the end, isn't it? Like, is it, are they, do they have good intentions or not? And in reality, you can't really tell if they're going to have good intentions or not because it's, it's the internet. You know, you can copy and paste everywhere you feel like. Yeah, I think from an artist's perspective, like, I wouldn't want my art to just go around to all these websites that I've never seen or heard about, but that's the inherent risk of posting your art online anyway. I 100% agree with you. If you have something that you want to keep under wraps and keep it and not don't post it on the internet. It's like it's like posting your password on the internet. I mean, it's I don't know, that's just my my personal feelings. Yes, I think it's good for you to give credit to people, and you should definitely do that. But at the same exact time, you have to understand you're posting um, the internet that's freely. I mean, you're posting the internet. Wow. You're posting a picture <laughs> that's freely available that only takes me two seconds to save, and then I can repost it anywhere that I want. So, you know, that that's something that you need to... There's a happy medium to that. The, 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 the problem here is that DRM, Digital Rights Management, is a double-edged sword. Is, is a community, we don't want it. I mean, like, is the internet user community, we don't want it. But we do want it when it's our stuff. So either we start implementing DRM at a base level on everything, which means fundamentally changing a lot of the internet and computers, or we leave it as is and rely on copyright law and people to do the right thing. So do we want to take the heavy-handed approach or the light-handed approach? Right now, it's the light-handed approach. Well... Well, it depends on how hard you're hitting, but... Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I if, but the if, is, is if copyright was taken into account and put into the internet from its inception, it would be very different than it is now. There's no, there's no question on that. Oh, we, I would be able to literally tell your browser, you can't save that. You can't screen cap it. You can't do anything. You can look at it with your own eyeballs, and that's as far as it goes. You wouldn't be able to save it. But that's just the way it is. Anyway, Morphe, what were you going to say? Well, I mean, if we're going to do something like that, I mean, we'd have to totally change copyright laws to reflect modern technology and changes to how that works. Like, right now, it's way behind, and that's part of the issue. Yep. Uh, I mean, for, like, reposting art, I think it would... It's not, it wouldn't be so bad if they, like, reposted it and then put, like, a link to the source. Yeah. So, you know, at least, like, you typing. people could go and find uh, where it came from and hopefully give support to the original artist. Okay. Yeah, but then at that point, Tugs, you're just going to have a bunch of people uploading shitty pictures of pictures of computer screens. Well, they do that anyway. <laughs> it's called YouTube. <laughs> All right. Let's move forward then. you have the next email? All right. Let's read okay. the email. <laughs> All right. So, All right. So this is from Deegan's. Thank you for sending this in. And I'm sorry if I'm going to be laughing through your email, but here we go. So, dear Ruin Tugs. I tried to think of something to email you, but nothing came to mind. Um, does this mean 
I have email writer's block. Yes. That was... Wait, wait, that was the email? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, so he Best wrote email in about... ever. Yeah, I was he wrote a great email, but you wrote you wrote in about having a block about writing emails. That's that's that like means the, you wrote an email, so that's you don't have a block. Yes, yeah, so that's that's the uh, email equivalent or the podcast equivalent of an artist saying, "I am open for commissions," and somebody writing in, "Oh, I'd love one, but I don't have any money." <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's just. Oh my god, the people who say that. If you don't, in my opinion, just don't say it. Just don't say it. If you're going to say that, just mute mute yourself from the internet for a few seconds. That was the email equivalent of that, though. I'd like to write you an email, but I can't think of anything. That's not even nice. All I, right. Well, no, here, the difference is that, uh, you know, uh, commissions is like, well, you, you're letting me down. You know, I was disappointed to begin with, but I'm still let down. In this case, it's like, well, at least it's kind of adorable. No, that, that, and that's absolutely true. And. You know, I think artists do overreact to that sometimes. It's like, well, you know what? At least they're showing their support. They'd love to. They just can't. I mean, at yeah. least they're not like, oh, how much for this? How much for this kind of scene with these kind of characters? Oh, now I can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you do this for free? Uh, I'll get you exposure. Is yeah. The, uh, I'll get you exposure. I, I'm well known in the furry fandom. So if you draw my character, you'll get exposure. But I still think it's a sweet sentiment. At least, you know, to No, it's a very, very nice sentiment. I do love people when they do write comments and regardless. Yes. Bad or good, you've written to me, and I'm happy. All right, Tugs, you have the next email. I do, and the email is from Misky. Yes. So, by the way, I just want to say, I'm glad you wrote in. And I don't know what all these guys are saying, but it's cool that you wrote it. No, my job is to be cynical and an asshole, so don't take offense to that. Thank you for writing You should in. keep writing. I will respond to you and be nice, even if these guys don't. Don't be discouraged. Keep writing, seriously. All right, here okay. we go. This is from from Miski. So I hope it's not Mishki, because that would be really cool, but I think it's Miski. Greetings from England. Stuff in brackets is not stuff you need to read on the air. I don't know if you know how we read emails here. <laughs> this is me. My name is Miski the Linksilla. Linksilla? I think I said that. A honey-colored cat chinchilla hybrid with turquoise hair and eyes. I'm a fairly new listener. I've been using the app on my phone to listen to stuff and find you by searching for fursuits, which amusingly came up with the Mersuits episode. Because of the way the app works, I always end up listening to long-standing podcasts backwards. Oops. I found your episode on baby furs very interesting. Weirdly, although I'm a little scared of real children, I seem to attract baby furs, and it's hard not to feel protective and motherly towards them. I look forward to hearing your episode about Utah, which we aired. As a lover of the uh, of ale, the only interesting thing I know about Utah is the Wasatch Brewery producing interestingly named beers such as Evolution Amber Ale and Polygamy Porter, with the tagline "Why have just one?" Occasionally upset the locals too. Maybe you guys would uh, know more about the story than me. Any whore, thanks for producing Hello? this podcast and keep up the good work. Kind regards, yes. Miski Linksella, aka Hanaconda. <laughs> And uh, so multiple personas was suggested, so we'll put that in the bin. There's also an attachment, which we will put on the show notes page. Awesome. So here's the deal with Wasatch Breweries. Uh, we live by a thing called the beer store. The beer store, you can go in and buy beer in, but it's not like normal beer. Utah beer is 3-2. This is like full-strength beer. It's the one, one of the very few places you can get strong stuff outside of a state-owned store. Uh, you go in with your growler and you get whatever. It's really good. So if you ever get out here from England, we'll take you to the beer store. And it's like going to a little bit of beer mecca. But their beers are pretty good. Actually, I had one last night. 
that was the uh, golden honey ale. It was so good. Yeah. They Wait, have... go... go ahead. The golden honey? Yes. Ah. There's a... There's a, actually a good beer down here in the San Francisco area called the Thirsty Bear. And uh, they serve a vanilla and cocoa beer. Oh, it's really it's good. It's, yeah, it's a wheat beer. I'm coming over. You're coming over right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You will, I'll open up my schedule in the next 10 minutes. Stop on by. Just <laughs> got my car service, man. We're good. We're good. Yeah, you got, you're good? Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a bit, you know. Yeah, you, you uh, have your you have your portal gun ready. Yeah, yeah, port, portal gun ready. It's okay. I have some moon. I have some moon paint. It's all it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it causes cancer, but you know, if you're in the state of California, anything apparently causes cancer. Oh, Prop sixty five. And only in the state of California. Well, but only in the state of California. So uh, do do be warned, anyone who comes in here, you have a chance of catching cancer from breathing. You know, that's that's one of the warning signs we have. If you breathe, uh, you can catch cancer. But uh, don't worry, if you leave the state, it's uh, inert again. So uh, you'll be good. <laughs> All right, last segment. Let's do it. Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. Oh, the season has finally came to a close. Has come to a close? Has come to a close, yes. Ah, any whore. Oh. So, uh, our next episode. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. This is the end of season four. Congratulations, you've made it. We are not taking a break. We are going to do season five at the regular time. So you won't even have a little gap. We're going to go right to it. Um, what we're trying to do is, if you recall from way back in the old days, the seasons would typically end in the late spring. We're trying to get back to that, but because life happened, we delayed. Now we're trying to go back. So, we're going to start things off in style. The first episode of Season 5 is... Video Games in the Fandom Cubed. I don't know what comes after 64, so it's cubed. <laughs> but eventually we'll get to you. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Eventually we'll get there. So, but, um, so make sure that you send in... Your angry hate letters about Silent Hill PT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot so I I love the idea of the game and I think it was going to be a great idea, but I physically cannot play that game. I if you've by the way, there is a stream of me attempting to play that game. Oh, I bet you it's a stream of another kind. Fancy. Anyways. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. But um, I'm hiding under blankets, by the way, at a certain point. I just uh, the, the not happening. <laughs> so send us your favorite video games, especially during that particular generation. So what other systems were out during that time, Tugs? The wonderful Dreamcast. So we'll also be talking about the Dreamcast. You Dreamcast. know what? We should be calling this Video Games in the Fandom Dreamcast. No, because that's, that's kind of I also miss my Dreamcast. I know, right? <laughs> I love, I have my Dreamcast. I love it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the that's the topic. Send those emails. Send them now. Yes, send them to Casta for what it's worth. So, um, also, another episode that's going to be coming up that, um, that requires a little bit more time and preparation on our part is our Halloween episode. So, please... Um, start send, thinking. Yeah, start thinking. Start writing 
your scary Halloween stories. And what we want to do is we want to be, we'll, we'll select a few in which we'll read them um, and we'll fully in the sound effects as we go along and read. And maybe we'll get a person to play piano and stuff like that again. So it'll be a fun episode. Cool. All right. If you like today's episode or any episode, go to our website and leave a comment. It makes it look like people go to our website. Then people will actually go to our website because no one likes a site with zero comments. Comment on iTunes because we want it to be number one. Right. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Koru. Morphe. Charm. Lena. And Chris. Kathy. And Plain Jane. Willies. And I'm Alex. Oh, hi. I'm Morris. This is Yuryu. Fox Amura. It's Kay. Barbara Eden. This has been Firebra. This has been Felly. I'm good the man. fox. That's a fox. I'm a bunny. I'm the other bunny. And it's been another great time. Have a good time, and that's it for us. Good night. I'm, I'm KP somewhere out here. Margaret Cho. Talon. Karen. Click. Jason David Frank. Jim Shaw. Brez. Blake. And this has been For What for It's, what it's worth. worth. their careers while providing the ability to pursue other endeavors. Whole secret. Uh, the the Seahawks.